Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money! money! Oh, shit! We got it! We fucking got it! And welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Value Pack. Draconia Awakening has released. Nayashi has uh, some drama. And uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the ability to die or Zeka and the Nuver outfits. Uh, but that first... topic like that. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we have to thank our lovely, lovely patrons. Garmoth.com, Hawaiian, Laggy Skills, Melt on Your Mouth, Minaria, No Name, and Wavesy. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show, as well as all of our Twitch subscribers on our individual Twitch channels, which you can find linked in the description down below. Hello, friends. I'm going to act as if we haven't been in this call for like 40 minutes already. Hello, how are you guys? Doing great. I'm good, man. How about you? It's really good to hear your voice again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So let me let me preface this for the people that are listening. I know I told you guys this already, but I know nothing about Draconia Awakening. I I first got it like an hour ago, an hour and a half ago. And so I've been trying to like learn all the skills and see what they do. Uh, so that I can like participate in conversation. But other than that, I have no idea what's going on because I have been out of town. Uh, so I haven't fought one, I haven't fought as one, and I haven't even really gotten many opinions on the class so far. So I'm probably just going to be asking a lot of questions uh, to you guys this episode. So apologies cool about that. that one. No, that's like, fine. That could be I've the only fought one, so I fought many, actually. But yeah, I can at least get that point of view. When you say out of town, where are we talking? I went to Houston. Um, oh. my, my Canadian friend, uh, came to Houston for his, uh, honeymoon. He got married, uh, last weekend and, uh, or last, uh, yeah, last weekend. And, uh, they came down to Houston. And so Thursday, early Thursday morning. So I worked late Wednesday. And so I got home, did node war and then immediately went to sleep. So I, I couldn't give it a try then. And then I left at like 7am Thursday morning and drove to Houston to uh, hang out with uh, him and his wife and, and spend some time together. Cause it's been like, uh, I don't know, like 10 years since I last saw him. So wow. yeah. Yeah. So it was a really good time. We had a lot of fun. Um, we went to the, the zoo, we went to space center, Houston, we went to a board, uh, board game shop and bought a bunch of board games. And then we played a bunch of those in the hotel. It was a good time. We had a lot of fun. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, so because I was out of town, I didn't get to try uh, Draconia Awakening or even really like see much about it. So is he going to be a, a live-in, a live-in foreign exchange student, or he's just here visiting for a little while? <laughs> no, he's not a foreign exchange student. They just came here for their their honeymoon, and then they got, they wanted to go to Japan, but Japan is still shut down due to COVID. So they're like, "Well, shit, I guess really? Houston's the next best thing." <laughs> okay Dragor in chat says who goes to Houston on your honeymoon hey babe let's go get robbed after we get married Pog I also questioned it but they said that it had a lot of things that they wanted to do 
So I don't know. They they wanted to try a bunch of uh, American food places. They wanted to try Texas barbecue. They wanted to go see a uh, aircraft carrier, which there's not one in Houston, but there's one in Corpus. So this wasn't That's when I was cool. there. This was earlier in the week, but they drove to Corpus and and checked out the aircraft carrier. Um, yeah. So they uh, it just had a bunch of stuff. Plus they wanted to they wanted to visit me. So. It was a uh, it was neat because I wasn't able to make it to the wedding because uh, the Canadian border is also still uh, shut down uh, for us unsullied. So I wasn't allowed to go no. up there. So they came to me. A friend of mine is uh, they ran out of spots. I got cut from the wedding. Apparently, I wasn't good enough. But I'm hoping that they have their honeymoon. <laughs> oh my god! I'm hoping they're having their honeymoon here in Palmdale at my house to make up for <laughs> it. You know? I think that'd be fucking sick. I could show them the, uh, we have a, an Air Force base out here, just like Houston. We also have uh, a lot of dirt and rocks. And dirt um, We sometimes get traffic. It's not Houston traffic, but I, I would say around rush hour, there's one street that gets kind of traffic-y, so I could be like, doesn't this feel like Houston? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, listen, I also was, like, very, uh, curious whenever they said they were coming to Houston, but also, like, I get to go see my friend, so I was like, okay, dope, I'm down for this, yeah. let's go hang out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, right. it was so, a fun time. Someone said Texas barbecue is overrated. How is the entire genre of food overrated? Doesn't make any sense. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. You could say the places you've been to were overrated, but you cannot say the entirety of the genre is overrated. Yeah, that's that's a very big statement. It's like, ah, Chinese food is overrated. It's like, what? All of it? Every yeah, bit of it every from every location? Bit. Okay. Yeah, so they're planning on going to uh, Japan next year whenever, hopefully, it's opened back up. Because he's been to Japan, I think, like once or twice, and uh, he really enjoys it. And so he's excited to, to take her there. So they're going to have a good time. That would be so cool. I I would love to go to Japan. I think that'd be pretty badass. I, it's it's one of the things I want to do. It's on my list of like shit that I I want to do before I die. Bucket list, I guess. Uh, I want to go to Japan. I'd like to go to England. I'd like to go to Australia. There's a couple places that I'm like. I, th I think it'd be cool to go go visit, go overseas and and see the world. You know. Yeah. I feel the same. Get a cultural about... shock. You know. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same about but about South Korea. I so badly want to go watch like a GSL finals in South Korea and spend like a week there. South Korea could be dope. I could see that. That'd be dope. Yeah, there's a lot of places, or not a lot, but there's a couple places that I'm like, I really want to do that if before I, uh, find, I lose the ability to travel. If I ever find a an affordable boat that takes me there so I don't have to fly for that long, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, and that's what, see, he's, he's thought way ahead on this stuff. So he's like, cause I asked him, I was like, so, uh, where, where are y'all going like next for your next like American place? He's like, well, we're probably not going to come back to America for a while. And I was like, I was curious. I was like, oh, like why, why is that? And he said, well, because they like, flying you. 14 hours is fucking rough. And so you have to do like cross the world trips while you're young. Cause if you try to do that when you're like, you know 50 or something that's gonna be way harder on you than if you do it while you're 30 that's fair so he's like oh, we're gonna try and get all of our mm -hmm. across the world trips out of the way when we're young and then maybe when we're older and like retired and stuff then we'll go on like a traveling across america type trip 
Okay. I thought they were going to say they were going to maintain that 10-year gap between seeing you. <laughs> Can I just say, as someone who's slowly but surely, and Nayashi, you should be jumping on this too, pushing towards 50. I, I don't think at wow. 50. I don't think at 50 it's it's going to be too hard on us. I, I can understand like sit like post-retirement. No, 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 not that it's too hard, that it's harder. My frail 50-year-old bones, what will I do? I mean, my, my parents travel quite often, so I don't feel like I'd, I'd been, you know, discouraged from traveling just because I'm, you know, maybe feeling No, but again, it's but not... I, get, it's I not, get what you're saying. It's not as if you can't fly if you're 50. It's that it's a lot easier to recover from a 14-hour flight if you're 30, then if I get you're that. 50. Well, you don't, I get that. You've not that's, heard that's on the, their little intro of the flight thing? It's like, oh, this if the if the oxygen tank falls, blah, 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 this, here's safety features. Also, if you are 50 years of age or older, please come to the front so we can give you a physical and see if you'll survive the flight. <laughs> you know, just in case. Because right around 50, you're basically just a, a pile of sticks. Sounds awful. <laughs> But I do I do agree with like trying to get a lot of your aspirations as far as like travel adventures kind of like done when you're younger, if you can. But affordability, you know, obviously plays a huge factor in that. Oh, yeah, also, obviously. Like, what amount of like responsibilities you have to you know, if you have animals at home, you have to have people sit them or if kids, you know. Depending on what your situation in life is, the examples yeah, and, of chatter and generally funny. speaking, as you grow older, you'll you'll amass more wealth, which will allow you to take more opportunities to like yeah. go on longer vacations and stuff. So, yeah, like a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people uh, do a lot more traveling when they're older because they have the ability to, right? Like financially speaking, they have more yeah. time, more money, more freedom. So, but anyway, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good trip. But uh, awesome. I missed out on a lot of uh, Awakening Draconia stuff, so I'm late to the game. Understandable. Right. If we had known you were helping someone live their, out their uh, honeymoon fantasies, we would have forgiven it. You know, I was so hard on you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I'm just saying. I'm 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 new to the game, and uh, you know. You you guys asked. Listen, I I just left it as I was out of town. <laughs> Someone said I thought this was a BDO podcast. It's a midlife crisis podcast. True, <laughs> it's true. We're all next up, guys. What color Corvette are we gonna get? Um, it's time. Oh, I already went through that phase. Yeah, what? I I I used to I used to own a Corvette. Okay, that's not you didn't actually go through the phase. That you're supposed to have a full head of white hair, own a Corvette, and say, fuck it, I don't need any bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a trivecta. Yeah. And then drive around and tell everyone how cool your Corvette is. Yeah, my my dad bought a an old broken down piece of shit Corvette for like a dollar. Uh and then we tried to fix it up and it was pretty nice, but I still sold it because I was uh, not making enough money to continue repairing it. It's very expensive to keep it alive. So I was like, I am going to get rid of this and buy me a little bit more of a not constantly breaking car. Understandable. It was fun, though. It was fun. Sports cars are fun. I get it. What, what kind of gas mileage were you getting on that bad boy? 
It wasn't that bad, actually. Um, I mean, like compared to what I replaced it with, which is a uh, Corolla, is <laughs> pretty bad. But it was like uh, around twenty, I think. Corolla had bad gas mileage. No, no, no. no. Uh, I'm saying the Corolla had good gas mileage. So compared oh, to the Corolla, uh, it was bad. But before before that, I was driving my dad's old Jeep. And he had a big old Bubba Jeep. Think like country hillbilly type Jeep. It was jacked up, giant wheels, lifted, all that kind of stuff. And that bad boy got like 11 miles to the gallon. So so compared to the Jeep, the Corvette was amazing. And then I replaced the Corvette with the Corolla, which is like really amazing in terms of gas mileage. So I just kept upgrading my gas mileage, essentially. That's pretty cool. That's good. Especially during these trying times. Oh, I know, right? How expensive gas is. Well, now I drive a, a Honda Civic, which is still like it, it really good. Yeah, they're they've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Anyways, BDO oh, podcast. By wait, the way, no, hold on. Uh, a lot better since what? Gas mileage was. Well, like, I mean, their reputation has been for like what two decades that they get good gas mileage, maybe three. I don't know. I'm just wondering what the standard is of uh, all the the Civics really come a long way from the old days of its gas guzzling ways, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say it came a long way. All right. But you you basically did. Yeah, I was just surprised that, like, oh, yeah, Civics have come a long way. It's come a long way since what? (laughs) When they were also getting good gas mileage back in the 90s? Or it was always. Look, dude, Nissan, I don't trust people. It's been a long, yeah. slow, steady progress, Frosty, of them just constantly producing the same kind of output the whole I, time. I don't trust people with Nissans. That's all I'm saying. I uh, I used to own a Nissan, too. I, I actually I own a it. Nissan. What the fuck? <laughs> That's the joke, Nayashi. Uh, you remembered I actually had a Nissan? <laughs> yeah. When you got I it, you were just all excited. Randomly you, blanket you, statement throwing that out there. No, you sent a picture right when you got it, like uh, six months ago or whatever. Remember? It was almost a year ago at this point, actually. Was it? You were even sending pictures like, getting my first car wash. Yeah, because last, last year uh, was during this time period is when my old car was having the engine issues. Yeah, you sent us that one picture of you kissing the hood. That was kind of weird. Dude. Dude. You know, there's nothing better than like, I don't trust anyone with a Nissan. He's like, hold on a minute. I own a Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't remember that. You, I didn't think that you remembered, actually. I do. Why would I, I forgot for- that I sent you guys uh, pictures <laughs> yeah. of it? Why would I forget what my friends excitedly share? You know, you were pretty hyped. Video podcast, by the I, way. <laughs> I remember it. Yeah. I remember it's blue as well. It's like an electric blue. Pretty something bright. like that. Yeah. I can't remember the exact name of it, but yeah, something like that. I'm sure it's faded now in that Florida humidity. It's probably a light white now. <laughs> well, actually, I got a garage, so oh, it's it's still in good condition. Wait, what? Do you, so, what do you drive though, Frosty? You're making fun of us. What do you drive? A Rav Four. I'm not uh, making fun of anyone. Wait, what are you talking about? Making fun of you guys? You're saying I, you don't trust anyone? Yeah, I don't Nissan. trust people in Nissans because. They say things like, yeah, it's really come it. a long way. Mostly just because I own it. Plus Maywas. Yeah, Maywas like drive I, Nissans, apparently. Our RAV4's on the way out, right? Things got 190,000 miles. We're pushing how it. Many, how many Maywas in Chad drive a Nissan? Let's hear it. 
Let's see. It. <laughs> how many people are weird? Let's, let's find out if there's some sort of like weird. <laughs> They all slowly oh, raise their hands like, holy shit, we do all drive fucking <laughs> Nissans. Oh, oh my shit. god. Oh, uh, fuck. no. No, thanks. Jake says he don't own a car. Well. But if you did, would it happen? If you did, to be a would Nissan? it be a Nissan, though? Oh, uh, shit. Do I, am I going to have to timestamp this in the, in the uh, description of the podcast? Probably. Just title it Midlife Crisis. People are, people are going to... Uh, if I don't timestamp it, people are going to be like, why why didn't you put a timestamp for when you guys stopped talking about dumb fucking cars? I, um, people true. get really upset when I don't timestamp everything, man. <laughs> uh, also, Pancake said he would, he would get an Audi. He wouldn't pronounce it like that, though, would he? All right, let's let's start. Oh, no. We gotta get. We gotta start. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, no, we'll we start, start talking about Drake. Yeah, I mean, we'll start talking. About, yep. All right. So, do you guys have water? <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, you did the intro already. Yeah. No. Okay. It's really. like so long you forgot. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So lead us off, noob. Since you don't know what the class does, where where do you want? Okay, to begin? so let me let me let me give you my my first impressions as someone who's been on this class for one hour and thirty four minutes. Um, okay, it seems really really fun. The animations are amazing, but I mean we kind of already knew that going into it. Um, the stance swapping is really awesome. It seems really fluid. There's a lot of different ways to stance swap. Um, you can stance swap with Shift E, which is like the, I guess you could call it like the official keybind, but also in the middle of any, almost any attack, I guess I should say, if not every attack, you can press spacebar to swap as well. There's also different skills that let you swap. It's all very, very fluid. They did a really good job of, uh, like managing the stance shift. Um, it seems fairly protected it doesn't seem overly protected uh it i'm maybe it's just like because i haven't fought one yet and so i just don't know what skills exactly to loop but it, it might actually be a little underprotected. in all honesty especially with the dragon's claw i was expecting a lot more essays out of the the dragon claw one or whatever weapon you want to call it the spear looking one um it has quite a bit of movement uh lots of different i think it's like five or six different movement skills that you can chain together all with decent cooldowns i would say uh including your side right click which is a iframe on a three second cooldown which is pretty nutty uh and yeah oh it has a grab so that's upsetting slightly uh yeah, I don't know. That's that's basically all I got for you because I haven't fought one. I haven't fought as one. I haven't even grinded on it. I've just been trying to like learn the skills and figure out like movement combos and protected rotations and things. Um, before the show, you guys enlightened me to the fact that uh, apparently everyone thinks it's garbage. Uh, so that's, that's upsetting. Why do you take it that far? Well, I don't know. Why do, why, do, why, why do you take everything I say way too far out of what I actually said? What huh? do you mean? Did we oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> were, were the opinions that everyone says it's garbage? All right, so in PvE, everyone, most people do say it's garbage. And I know there's some people trying to make a case it's really good if you learn this, 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 and this. But even then, comparable to other classes, it's still not not great. Even, even when you start optimizing, it's not that great in PvE specifically. 
Mm. Um, so they, they talked about, so on Global Labs, they had a little blue note that said, we're sorry. That based on the performance <laughs> of the Global Labs test, the Draconia was operating too efficiently. I'm paraphrasing here. So they nerfed it and um, they took it a little bit too far. So they're reverting some of the nerfs or, or buffing some things back. Now, this is a weird, it, it bothers me a little bit because I, now I can't, I don't know what Korea thinks. I don't know what Japan thinks or Taiwan or Thailand, any, any other country, I have no idea. But in terms of EU NA, like all I did, I was watching videos. I tried it out myself. I asked every other person I saw streaming it and trying it. There's a lot of people, they, they had like the open, um, you could sign up for a test, right? So it wasn't just like video partners playing it. It was a bunch of people playing it. And I, I had not run into a single person. The best review I saw it get is I think it'll be average. That was the best I saw anyone say. But most people were saying it doesn't feel that great. I, I don't know, maybe we need to learn it more, but it feels pretty awful. This was on the labs test. And keep in mind, we were awful. Like there's a lot to learn with this class. This class has, it's not typical that a class comes out with essentially two specs in one with right. stance swapping and stuff. So there is a lot to it and there's a lot of skills that chain together in different ways and a lot of different orders you can use the abilities in. So for sure, you it's you can optimize it. But um. I don't know, it just wasn't that, it wasn't that great. And the amount of nerfs that they got. So Anders had a video that was really great on the night or the morning that it released on Wednesday that showed the before and after. And essentially they nerfed every single ability in the kit, everything in the kit, in PVE. Anywhere from, so sad anywhere from five to 30% in PVE. And then, so it was like, so my initial thought is like, that's fucking dumb, right? And then I start like questioning myself and everyone else i'm like fuck well maybe it was so insane and we're just all dog shit and, <laughs> and i'm sitting there thinking like dude like what what did what was happening that we didn't know um so it was like it was weird right so we get it and i was like fuck maybe it'll be pretty good and i'm sitting there and i'm, I'm testing and i'm testing and i'm testing and i'm learning you're more waiting and, for and it's getting more glory. Well, uh, the, I'm like, I'm, it's becoming more and more optimal over time. And then I got to a point after about day three where I was like, nope, this is bullshit. And everything they said is a lie. And I, I don't understand why they would nerf it this hard. It's actually crazy. If they did like a 5% nerf across the board would be understandable. Like some of these abilities don't make sense just purely by the numbers and the animation speed. Um, as an example, shift R and B. Shift RMB is a weirdly slow skill uh, in, in Dragon Blood. Sorry, Sh Shift RMB is Spiteful Soul in Dragon, Dragon Blood. It's like a weirdly slow skill. The first two hits don't have a big animation. The third hit's the only one that does, and the numbers on it are like, they're pitiful. And it, the weird thing is, is like some of these Hex Blood skills actually do have really good numbers, like Spiteful Soul. Like if you compare Hex Blood Spiteful Soul to uh, Spiteful Soul in Dragon Blood, I, I don't even understand how. It's like one of them, you execute the entirety of the skill significantly faster and it has more hits and more damage. It doesn't have as much crit, but when you build crit rate, it's it doesn't matter. Plus, it's like the AOE size is similar. It's just very weird. Like some of these skills were weirdly nerfed. And then 
the buffs that they did on Global Labs, not to jump the gun on, on Global Labs, but the buffs that they did were on, I think, five abilities. Let me just double check to make sure. And the thing that, it's one of those weird things that kind of bothers me. It's like the only, the ones that they buffed are the ones that were already decent. Like fine. Yeah, it was yeah. like the, the few skills where you're like, well, you have to use these five abilities because these ones are the only ones that hit pretty good uh, or hit pretty hard. And then... And then you look at the labs buffs and like, oh, maybe they'll buff a bunch of other skills because this skill, this kit does have 20 abilities, you know? Um, and it's like, no, we're just gonna, we're gonna buff. So just, so they buffed Spiteful Soul in Hexblood, which is RMB or Shift RMB, which is one of the few really, really good damage dealing abilities. Um, they buffed, let's see, what else was it? They buffed, uh, they buffed Sundering Roar in Dragon Blood as well, which is again, another one that's also really good already. It's pretty fast. That one actually has a decent AOE, uh, at least on the first hit, and then the second hit is just whatever, but um, they buffed that one. They buffed Sundering Roar in Dragon Blood, which also is already really, really good. Um, they buffed Flow Cloud Strife, which is, also, one of the few skills that's really good, the problem with that skill is that you have to use a shitty skill one way or another to get to that ability. You either have to use the shitty version of Spiteful Soul, or you have to use Tip of the Scale, which I would argue because the way the first hit works is also shitty. And for whatever reason, the canceled version of the skill, the fastest cancel into Dragon Blood Spiteful Soul that I've been able to find is after Sundering Roar, which means you can't use Extinction. Um, but also the cancel version of it still does kind of a wind-up animation, just doesn't have the first hit, so it's still slow. It's like very weird. I don't know. It's just odd. But my, my overall point is um, the PvE isn't great. It's far below average, in my opinion. I, I like I, Jules has been making some progress at Hex, but then when you actually compare it to the high-end classes, it's like... He's making progress getting towards what might be average, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Not towards like any of the really good classes. So, um, I don't know. And he's trying really hard. Like, I don't know. Like, if you, if he put, yeah, if he put, no, 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 he's just trying really hard in like that he's like putting a lot of effort into trying to optimize it. Right. So, if, if, work out every single rotation. Yeah. If you take any of the, um, if you take any of the better classes and put in the same effort, you're just going to get a lot more money. So that's the thing. It's just, it's just odd. It, it's also weird that the, so the whole idea, and I'm curious, Rez, if you got this vibe from the theme too, is that the hex blood is quick, but not like super hard hitting, at least thematically. And then dragon blood is slower, but like hard hitting. Is that mm. not the vibe you get? Or maybe you see it differently? Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, and uh, we were talking about a couple weeks ago when they they first like revealed it in the, the trailer. We were saying like, oh yeah, maybe it'll be like the double spear is the faster high CC, and then the uh, the lance or dragon claw, whatever you want to call it, is like the slower, more protected, big AOE type deal. Yeah, but for whatever reason, a lot of these abilities in Dragon Blood hit not nearly as hard as the Hexblood ones, and are slower. So it's very confusing. This is actually true in a lot of cases in PvP. So it's... 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like maybe it's because the crit rate that they think it's supposed to be better. Like uh, when you're in Dragon Blood stance, you have 15 AP. When you're in Hex Blood, you have 10% attack speed. But like that difference still isn't. It's just not big enough. Like these skills. It. So I feel like when I'm grinding a Gyphon, I spend a lot of time grinding Hex Gyphon, um, and then doing like damage tests at Jade compared to my Hash and stuff. And it's basically like the moment I get out of the Hex Blood stance into Dragon Blood because my Hex Blood skills are on cooldown, my DPS just falls off. Yikes! Uh, except when I use Dragon Roar. The problem with Dragon Roar is an 18 second cooldown for PVE yeah. anyway. I don't know if you can make it lower because it affects PvP too much, but I mean, if all these other abilities were comparable DPS, it, I think it'd be fine. But I don't know. Anyway, so it is getting buffed, and again, like you never really know with the buff. It could be like, oh shit, this fixed it. It's great. But at, my fear with the buff is that it it only reinforces that Hex Blood is the better PVE portion of the spec. And that the Dragon Blood skills you're really not going to be using in PVE, except if you have to because of cooldowns. Which is kind of sad because I think the Dragon Blood skills visually are super cool. And it also, if those ones were the good ones, it would make the kit feel really chill because those are the like the slower, more relaxed ones, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. The non Maywa skills. Yeah, the what? non. Well, the, I, and I'm with, I'm with Rez on this. The, the Hex Blood skills remind me of Maywa a lot. Awaken yeah. Maywa. Just the pokey pokes. Pokey poke, stabby stab. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean they do kind of look like it for sure. That's why I was get, like I was saying like before like it kind of was getting like Valk vibes like watching some of the the attacks. But yeah, there's some Maywa like vibes as well. So uh, aside from the look of the weapon, I I don't think I agree with that very much, honestly. I think they did a pretty good job of distinguishing the the Dragon Claw skills from uh, Awaken Valkyrie skills. Um, however, man, some of the some of the Hex Blood skills, some of the Spear uh, spec skills, just look like carbon copies of Maywa skills. Yeah, I think I think the the Valk vibe I think more comes from the the animation that she's physically doing on her person you know what i mean like the, mm -hmm, not, yeah. not the colors or the effects but just the way her body moves with the spear kind of does have yeah. but i mean it's a gigantic spear so i'm not surprised that she's doing gigantic spear like moves with her gigantic spear i guess they could have made her spin around and do like sorks violation but that would just look kind of strange um yeah i mean the i haven't played it an awakening or anything like that, but fought a lot, dude. Um, I, yeah, and, and it's it's not really that impressive to me. The grab, just from what I was seeing, like there's there's some players that have been able to make use of the grab in, in a very effective way, but the mass majority, obviously, are still kind of working things out. Overall, I'd say it's not really that big a deal. Um, at all like the grab the way it is i think it's fine it's got probably a little bit on the slower side and then uh like the way their damage is it's it's not as threatening as suck drake for obvious reasons i mean suck drake just turns in your fucking right. general direction you're already losing 70 percent of your hp before it even swings the blade 
That's <laughs> how it feels. But um, with Awakening, it's not as threatening when it comes to its chip damage, except for basically, like I was saying earlier, um, Obliterate. Yeah. Obliterate was basically the main threatening skill, the back the fuck off me skill. And then beyond that, I mean, you can pretty much out trade all the other skills, especially if you use foreguard abilities into them. Like, I have no trouble at all trading into an Awakened Drake. And because they don't heal during a lot of their abilities, like Suck does, that trade damage sticks pretty hard um, and puts them in, on the back burner. And they have to use more defensive movement and skills, which means you're not getting pressured. That's the difference with Suck. When I'm fighting Suck, I feel like I get nowhere sometimes because they attack and they heal. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm always on the back burner with that kit. And then on top of that, it just does massive damage. So if I take a hit, like one hit is like a mistake. You can't afford to take a hit from that that kit. It just doesn't yeah. feel that way with Awakening, which is good. But it definitely feels lacking in some regard. I'm not quite sure what, but I don't know. I fought Kairos um, in BA, mm-hmm. and it was like day two. And he had a really good handle on the play style, and he was actually you know, give me a hard time. He was playing very ratty, like just using his movement to rat around, dive in, poke, kind of like a Musa Mewa playstyle almost, or like a Nova, like an Awakened Nova type playstyle. And um, that seemed pretty effective. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, it's too early. A lot of players have figured out a playstyle that they like or works for them, so running into a lot of uh, awakened drakes that think they're suck and it's just not working out for them. Yeah, I mean, there's people limit testing for sure. I, yeah. I just think, like, if you break it down, I, I guess for 1v1, it's, like Rez said, it, it has a lot of openings. I don't know if that's a problem. I feel like a lot of people feel like a lot of classes don't have enough, so this feels like yeah. a good spot. I think it's, like, it's fairly balanced in its openings, yeah. Yeah, where it could throw out catches, but it also has openings. Um, yeah. I think it's weird. So on, on labs, you could use forward E with the core skill and instant grab after it, and they removed that. So the dash grab kind of got taken out. So now you're like, you're kind of relying. It's a lot slower. Like people don't realize this that didn't test it, but it was like, like a lot of the people that were playing it were comparing it to solar flare grab. So it was like a pretty nutty dash grab on labs, which I'm I'm okay with them removing, but I think what what makes it tough to like at least to put on grab pressure is that the the ADRMB dash is has this weird angle that you can't control. So it's like um I was talking about it with Strat the other day on stream, but basically if you if you hop onto if you go to pre-awaken and use refraction, A D R and B, which is the iframe, as yeah. you turn your camera, your character moves with you while it's moving. So you can literally like if someone moves, you can adjust your camera to try to move with them. For whatever reason, that's not possible when you're in awakening, when you use refraction. So it it just has this weird you get angled, weird positioning. Yeah, so it it when you press it, it first dashes to the right, directly right, and then it angles diagonally up, up forward right. And there's no like way around that. And then the other dash, the one that is just straight forward, back, left, and right, is just a really, really slow, like it feels like a guardian movement skill kind of. 
So I don't know. So in terms of grab pressure, it's it feels more like a defensive grab the way it's set up right now. Yeah. Like then, someone SA trading into your face and then you just grab yeah, them out. They just like kind of overcommit. And then um I don't know with the catches, like I do think they're pretty good. It's just that because everyone has so many protected CCs, they're punishable. But like four four D and four R and B are are like they are pretty good catches. And they're fast. It's just like if you throw it into a wheel of fortune or you throw it into I know mean, you throw it into uh, towards a ninja and they press space bar or a kuno, then you're smoke screened and it's over, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Is that it's, really all it takes? Interesting. Just just space bar. Well, you do have to use an ability first. So either on kuno, usually we go kunai throw a space bar. So R and B space to smoke. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, I, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of weird. It's a weird, it's weird. In my mind, it's really like, obviously there's still a lot to learn. I do think, again, this class is going to take a little longer for people to learn uh, and optimize because there is a lot more to it. Um, for large scale stuff, like, I don't know, in RBF, it's a really good dive bomber. I actually, it feels really, really good in RBF and smaller scale like GVGs, but it's like the more and more people the harder it becomes because it is, you know, like forward conal damage. So it feels more like you should be playing it kind of like a Mewa, like on the outskirts where you pick off one or two people at a time and you yeah. can't really group fight with it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that correlates to what I was mentioning earlier. Kind of seems that's the necessary approach with how the kit's currently set up, at least. Yeah. Um, dude, it's so weird because like before I, I played it or felt it or fought anybody, I would have said right off the bat, like this cat, this class is going to be nuts 1v1. I think it's going to be really good in 1v1. A lot of people were suggesting that. Yeah, and I think it's way, way, way harder. Like, dude, I can't even, I don't know. Like, I'm just imagine. you know where I do think it'll be good still? I mean, maybe I'll be wrong. Is I do think it'll be good in Arena Solar. Yeah, I suspect it will be. Because it's like the right number of people. I could see it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, like, and you can take damage, so you can actually commit to some of your super armor skills. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. It also has a lot, like you can, you know, you can disengage and heal up, uh, which is really powerful in Solaire since a lot of the time you, you don't get one comboed. Um, you do have the, like the group crit buff, so you have some value to add to your team. Um, it doesn't really have a lot of slows or like utility stuff, but it does have catches and it can get in and out and it definitely can contribute damage if one of your teammates gets a, a CC. So. Yeah. Yeah, just in the perspective of 1v1, like you mentioned, it just seems lacking in some regard. Or maybe it's just like, you know, what was mentioned already, just a play style difference that yeah. hasn't been. The PvP also is like, it's one of these things where the PvP I'm way more lenient on because the, there is a lot to learn, right? Like no one's going to be super good at the class in the first week. It's just not going to happen. Unless the class yeah. is insanely busted where it's like, oh my god, everyone's getting farmed by Drax, then it's like yeah. then it's too strong, right? But 
So it's going to take a while to learn. There's a lot to it. Um, plus, you have to be able to manage what other classes are doing, et cetera, et cetera. My, mm -hmm. And same with group play, like learning where, when you can dive in, when you should get out, that sort of thing. Like what, what skills do you need to commit to a kill or not? Like all that stuff takes some time. I guess for me, I'm just mostly bummed out by the, um, by the PVE. And I, I think one of the things too, that's weird is more of like from a PR standpoint, like I feel like if I'm releasing a new class, I would do everything in my power to try to make the PVE feel like I would try so hard. It would be such a huge thing for the team to be like, listen, like PVE is what most people are going to be doing on this class. Let's make it feel really good and let's make sure it's not too strong before we release it. So that way when it comes out, we don't have to do a day one nerf. And for the whole first week, everyone is just talking about how stupid it was that we nerfed the class. Cause that's, <laughs> that's been the, the primary discussion. Like the first week of a class release or a spec release should be like, Oh, like, how is it? Is it fun? Is it cool? Like, are you having, do you like, like people should be describing the class based on the merits of the style, not like up oh, it's shit. It's shit at PV up. Oh, it's the worst class in PV up. Oh, it's terrible in PV up. Oh, I don't like in PV. Like that's the whole conversation for the last two weeks or the last week. And it's like, dude, you like shot yourself. Like all the wind just gets yoinked out of the sails when you, when you do that, like the day one nerfs, like dude, reading that was like, what the fuck? Like if, if you guys haven't, uh, I'll link it to uh Reslar, So maybe you can put it in the, in the, in the notes with the video, but like that Anders video, when you watch it, it keeps flashing to another, he shows like four skills at a time on the screen. And then it flashes to another four skills that got nerfed and then another four and then another four. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, this must have been the most insane PvE ever. And it's like, no. Nope. Most people thought it was average at best. And then it got all those nerves. It's crazy. It's like, I, I just don't understand what the feedback was. I, I wish so badly we could see, like, them show a video. Like, here's a video of what one of the Draconians was able to do because of how strong those skills were. And it was getting this much trash at this place, so it was way too strong. We had to tone it down. So at least we could understand and learn like what the hell the good rotation is that apparently got it nerfed, you know? I I just I question the data. That's all. Yeah. Where it comes from. I mean they always had weird data that they would, you know, make public, right? Like I don't know. They used to say, for example, remember they said like, uh, um, what was it they said? They said like mystics were like busted as fuck back in the day because everyone that was like the most geared, they would just swap the mystic for some reason. Yeah. And that was why they were suggesting that it was super strong and large scale or I can't remember the reasoning. No, I, I remember ago. what you're talking about. I, they had mentioned something about um, it was like so absurd that the proportion the they... of mystics and and how often people complain about mystics. I actually, the way they said it, I actually don't. I didn't fully disagree with them because after the, they had nerfed the class a couple times, but it was still so good in PVE that people thought it was insane, and then it slowly phased out of the meta when other classes yeah. became good in PVE. But it was like this thing where it's like the only thing you run into is mystics all day long. 
So yeah. it was like the mo it was like fuck. All of the complaints were being generated from people yeah, having to fight and, mystics. And then their logic was, well, they're not doing well in large in large scale at all. When <laughs> there's like out of a hundred players that they uh took a you know, a sample from it was like all mystics, like like fucking sixty percent of them were like fucking mystics, and it's because it's the best grinder at the time. Yeah, it and, was uh, it was really good. It was strong for a long time for a while, and yeah. it was annoyingly strong. Um, yeah, and that was before we had the tag system, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, way before. Yeah, so people would have to manually swap their weapons over and stuff like that. So yeah, that you was, were committing to a swap basically. That was when I was getting taxed and selling all my weapons and buying a new yeah. set over and over <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. Those good old days. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I would love to know why. Again, like they did buff some stuff, but it's funny. The other thing too that I, I want to make clear because I, I keep seeing people say they're reverting the nerfs. No, they are not. They are not even remotely close to reverting the nerfs. They nerfed literally every ability in the kit by a massive amount and not a single one of the buffs they did is bringing it back to where it was before the nerfs. All of them are still below where the nerf was or where it was pre-nerf. So stop calling it a reversion because it's not a reversion. They nerfed 21 skills by somewhere between 10 and 15%. And then what they did is they buffed five skills by somewhere between three and 10%. That's, it's not a reversion just for the record. Um, I just want it to be good in PvE, you know, you know, uh, my bar is not, yeah. I, I don't have the suck Musa striker bar, right? Like I'm not even that harsh. That's, that's what I think. You just want it to be at least average. Bothers me so much. With every, everything else. Yeah. I think hash, hash is like a sweet spot of where it's like, it's, it's good, but it's not one of the best classes. It feels really good. And like, that's, where, I just want it. Where do there. you feel hash sits? I don't know like, a specific ranking. Like it's probably it's in the top ten. I think Awaken Hash is in the top ten. I'm talking about Awaken specifically. I think Suck is okay. a little bit better than it if you try hard. But like that, I just Hash feels fine because it's like okay, yeah, I'm not as good as Striker and Musa, but I'm not terrible. Like I can make money. It feels efficient. I can get through my rotation. It feels fine. That's all. That's all I'm asking. You think it's Hash like? Uh... I hash is probably about where Awaken May was, is my guess. Maybe slightly better. Yeah, that's what I'm Just trying to figure you don't out. Have to it, aim for a yeah. lot of the skills. Yeah, I guess it, that makes sense. I just don't see a lot of hashes grinding. That's all. So it's hard for me to like get a an idea. Well. I, the thing is, is like until so Zeta, I I wanna I wanna buy that, but the numbers just don't bear it out. Uh, maybe someone maybe someone could record like you know seventeen eighteen k hours on hash, and I, I'm willing to change with new information. I'm willing to change my opinion, but on yeah, so like you still got fifteen twenty percent less trash even than an awakened DK. Like that's what I mean. So it's like. Yeah, it, just record it, and then people can learn it. Like, that's the thing. I, I'm always willing to change. It's just, like, as good as it can be. I, I do think Awaken Hash is good, but my point is, at the end of the day, is, like, Drac feels terrible. Yeah. Like, really, really, really terrible. Yeah. Uh, hash feels good. 
I, I wasn't knocking hash in any way. I think hash food. Oh. Well, yeah, I was just I was mostly asking to get kind of like a, a baseline of. Oh, he, he Zeta was talking about suck. Okay, that ma that makes sense then. I take it back. That that actually makes perfect sense. I I also think suck is one of the best, honestly, especially at a place like Hex where literally there's no downtime on your tornadoes dealing damage and trolls. I've yet to go to trolls. Um, you know, Trolls is actually easier than Hex by a lot. Is it really? Yeah, it's like the, the individual damage they do is obviously like really high, but you can avoid it. It's like such slow attacks. The only real dangerous, uh, thing is if you get CC'd when there's a bunch of the little trolls around, but it's pretty rare, especially if you have any PVE set up at all, or if you run out of Mantines. But the other thing is like the big spin attack as long as you're so it, it has like three circles that have two hits on each one and as long as you stay literally point blank you don't get hit yeah so you see the giant circle when you stay point blank you just use a forward guard to eat at least one of the hits and you're fine but you can eat both huh. of them with forward guard and you're totally fine it's actually really really easy yeah if you is the if money you're, better there it is mm, it's arguable i i think initially most people felt like 100% sure Trolls was better money, and, and maybe it is, but now that people are getting better and better at Hex, it's like, they're pretty close. So I guess gotcha. you could go either way. I'm sure they'll both be trash once crystallized to spare drops in price, but for now, they're both super good. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, so yeah, at, at the end of the day, like, if if... If Drac felt like, I don't even know. Like, dude, honestly, even if it felt like Sakuno. Like, I, I don't even think Sakuno is that great right now, especially with the stamina. It feels annoying as fuck to grind on. But, dude, if, if Drac felt like Sakuno, it'd be fine. It'd be at least passable, yeah. you know? But it feels worse than Sakuno. And I don't know. There's that's, that's no bad. one, there's no one bragging true. about Sakuno's PVE. I don't yeah. think it's the worst grinder in the game, by the way. It's just that it's like new. It's just a, it's it's just weird. Like for a long time, new classes were so good at grinding. At least you know uh, there was a PVE tier list I seen recently that said uh, Sukuna was actually A plus tier. In what? It's either A or A plus. I think Pansy put it out. In PVE. Yeah, I think so. That that tier list. I'm not talking about that tier list. Okay. <laughs> what tier list? It was so. It was. I've never. No, I can't. When I what? When I read through that, some of the ones didn't even make sense. Yeah, some of the ones like literally didn't make sense. God, I can't even remember how. Dude, I remember reading that tier list because I'm usually more like people like to be super recent. harsh. Yeah, it was, it, it was recent. People like to be super harsh on tier lists, and I was. I looked at that one just to see and I was like ugh people are exaggerating it's not that bad and then I just saw some crazy like it was like I, I don't even understand how you'd ever come to any of the conclusions that I saw but it was whatever it's fine <laughs> he said he talked to some people that said it was a lot better you know wait what tier list I missed out on this on this I, tier it, list it, thing he just said Fancy, uh, posted a tier he list uh, he, he went he went to the restroom real quick oh um 
Yeah, Pansy posted a tier list recently. You know, Frosty was talking about how, he, you know, Awakened Drag should at least be relevant as far as like PV is concerned. Average at least. You should He's never... like, even if it was Sakuno level, that would be at least passable. I'm like, what are you talking about? Sakuno's eight, eight plus. I've seen Pansy's tier list. Hmm. That's trolling, Frosty. Well, Sakuno's not the. It's really actually not like bad at grinding. Sakuno's okay. It's just Awaken Kuno's the bad one. But no, I, I I think the bar should always be like the class should be at least average in PvE. Like if most people hop on your new class and it just feels like a straight downgrade, I don't know, just the, the hype dies down. It's like why even what's the point? I don't know, you know how By I the feel way. about the PvE stuff. It it actually drives me nuts that they don't just balance PvE properly across the board. So fucking dumb. Speaking of tier list, now that Awakening Jack is out, our our time has come. Mm -hmm. Oh, true. Wait, didn't we say two weeks? So we have to like next week, probably. Yeah, we said two weeks. So either next week or the the week after, I guess. I don't know. Got to figure um, it out. Sounds good. So are we gonna do it on the podcast, or are we gonna do it separate, like we done in the past? Um. Uh... I mean, probably separate, but also like if there's not a lot going on, then yeah, we could probably we do could just do it instead of, I suppose. True, dude. We have... it's our show. We could do whatever the fuck we want. I I just saw one of my biggest pet peeves in the chat of all time. That just lately is just more and more happening. Isn't Suck Corsair one of the best? Isn't Suck Corsair a top grinder on Garmoth on? At Gaifen. Dude, Garmoth data is an average of random people who are willing to input data at various gear scores and ver various skill levels. A large majority of them are not really efficient at grinding. So a lot of good classes get brought down. For example, there are grind spots in the game that have uh, Awaken Kuno based on people's input above suck musa and striker in like multiple spots so the the numbers there you they don't represent reality mostly because even like average players so like sildiana used the example the other day it's like he was saying like dude i'm bad at grinding and apparently i'm 40 percent better at grinding than the best people of my class yeah, Awaken Zerker is one of the best grinders well, in the whole game based on Garmoth data. And that's not that's not a fault of Garmoth.com. It's not it's a, a fault, fault of Garmoth. No, not at all. I'm just saying like that data, you can use it as a data point to get more information. You just can't use it as your sole data point yeah. because it's not enough information. There's too many variables. And, yeah, and people can lie and just post whatever they want on there. Yeah, because yeah, like every time someone uses Garmoth, I always think of it the the op I, I think the same thing, but the opposite direction. Because every single time I talk to someone, they're always like, oh, yeah, dude, I got this much trash. I made this much money per hour. And I'm just sitting there going like, wait, but like how? That seems like super unlikely. And it's because everyone always bullshits about how much fucking money they make everywhere they go. Yeah, they always like that. inflate their fucking numbers. Wait, and then someone said, okay, so someone's like, who are willing, though? People who love min-maxing, 95% of people don't do shit. That is not true. I, I don't know why you think that min-maxers are the ones that input data. A lot of the time it's people that just want to see how they do. 
or people that just want to yep. see how much money they made. They're not even trying to min-max. They literally just want to see how much money they made and if they should stay at that spot or go somewhere else. They don't even care yeah. about improving. A lot of people, what they do is they hop on Garma, they input their money, they're like, eh, didn't make that much there, I'm going somewhere else. They're not there like, oh, I could do better than that, let's try again. Yeah, it's it's not min-maxers. Uh, if it was min-maxers, the numbers would be significantly higher, but they're really yep. low, the average even on be good higher. grind classes. The average would be higher, absolutely. It would be a lot less outliers, too. Yeah, it's uh, mostly casuals. The The outliers are the min-maxers. That's the thing. Yep. There's actually, I mean, there's not that many people that really care about min-maxing is the, the real thing you have to think about. For the most part, people are just like, I just want it to feel good while I'm talking with friends or watching TV. Yeah. Because it's such a large portion of your game experience. They just want it to be as simplistic as possible while yielding yeah. the, the best possible money per hour so that they can get their gear gained, so they can do the actual content that they're actually interested in doing. Another thing too PB. is a, a lot of people only input data on Garmoth when they're swapping to a new class to see how it compares to what they used to do. And they're not even like efficient at it yet. Yeah. And they're trying out something different or just tagged something new. Yeah. Definitely you can't take Garmoth as like the word of God. Yeah, for it's sure. Not, it's not everything. It, you can take it as potential. For sure. Like uh especially if you do find specific players that did really well. You can take that as like, okay, this is what like the most possible, this is the record that we have so far of the highest trash. Here's a video that's showing evidence that this class can pull this much. So you can assume that everyone's going to pull either that much or less, right? And get at least a base level of like what's, what is possible on a class. Yeah. Anyway, um... Okay, so uh, for instance, by the way, I input data into Garmoth, and I'm one of, if not the most casual grinder ever. So much so that uh, in an early episode of this podcast, if I remember correctly, I grinded for an entire podcast without a loot scroll, and half of the comments, oh, no, half of the comments were like, "Why isn't Wrestler using a loot scroll?" And I, and I was just sitting there going, "Like, well, to I mean, troll I you guys into I don't really game. care." Like whatever. You know what else? Who gives a fuck? You know what else happens a lot? Of, I I've input data on Garmoth. I have like four hours maybe on there. I forgot to change the class, so they all say Kuno. N only one of them is actually <laughs> on a Kuno. Yeah, or like I'll go. But you can I'll edit go, that. But I'm not I'll going go, to. That's oh, a lot of work. I don't yeah, care. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean because I don't care. I'm like I'll oh, go oh, AFK. Well, it's done. What's in done the is done. It's done. It's done. What's fuck done is done. Else. It's over. I'll go AFK in the middle of my hour to go like talk to my roommates or get some water or whatever else. And I usually just like put my character off to the side with block up. I don't swap characters or anything. So then I burn like five minutes of buffs or whatever. But like that probably drives a lot of people insane. I just don't really give a shit. Dude, by the way, that someone mentioned that is a point of data that is uh, you can you can tell very easily how popular classes are, at least in your region, based on Garmoth. 
That part is true because it calculates the total number of hours. And the odds are if more people are playing a class, they're going to input more hours. There's some exceptions, obviously, but that, that information is more accurate just by itself than the actual amount of money they're making on each of these classes. Can only see that with premium though. Yeah, we're just gonna keep this Garmoth ad going. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, like I don't even care. Garmoth.com is such a fucking awesome website and it's improved so much. Dude, the tools on there are crazy. Like the yeah. art the just the artifact thing, the way the gear setup thing is, like everything about it. It, it Very well done. it's it's legit so fucking good. So I, I wish all the best to the developer because it's honestly so good. Well, and also they they are one of our lovely, lovely patrons. They are so. one of yeah. our patrons. That is true. <laughs> and they're uh, they're also a YouTuber too. You know, every once in a while they'll post videos. Don't take the advertisement too far, Nash. We have our limits. Uh, true. <laughs> Just <All> kidding. Right. <laughs> That's a level two patron. You know what? Speaking <laughs> <laughs> this is our level two patron. You get your YouTube promoted as well. All right. Oh shit. <laughs> speaking of uh speaking of useful tools, did something lovely like ever update the uh with the new region? Or is it still did they abandon that? I have no idea. That's a good question. I tried to use it a while back and I noticed that the uh the new region hadn't come out yet. Wonder if uh who was it? Fam, I think, was the person who did who was running that. Let's see. Yeah, fam. Let's see if this got updated. It has not. I think I think he's abandoned us. Is he is we've he been, out? We've been abandoned by fam. Something lovely does not include uh Mountain of Eternal Winter region. Has not been updated. Satch, that was a really useful tool. I've used that a lot over the years. Is Veliain.com still Useful. I don't life skill, so I think that one's more life skill based. I'm not sure about that one. I've never used it. Pretty sure it lets you calculate like how much money you'd make by spending time like cooking or crafting different various things based on mm. the market. It's like constantly updated. What about uh another one is uh Whale Tracker. Videolytics does that now. Is BDO Whale Tracker still up? I don't know. I don't. Oh no! I think it's down. I can go there, but then nothing pops up. What the hell? Oh, that's the other thing too about Garmoth is the marketplace thing on there is is really cool too because it'll tell you, like you can swap um, regions. Like the other day, someone was like, <laughs> "It's actually really funny because someone I can't remember if it was during the podcast, might have been during the podcast or or during someone's someone else's stream that I was watching." But someone in their chat was like, "Um, oh, dude, you should see uh, the price of blah 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 is going to keep going up. You should see it in Korea. It's like fifty bill more than here. So be prepared." And then I went and looked, and it was like ten bill less than NA. And I was like, I was like, wait, what the fuck? You literally just lied. You made that up completely from scratch. And then he yeah, just made a face. Will, he made a sad face. It's like, oh, someone that, uh, told me. 
People do that a lot for uh, market manipulation reasons, right? How many times has that happened in BDO's history? It's like, oh, this crazy thing is going to happen, and this item is going to get sold out. And so people are like, oh, shit, dude, I got to get it. You know, that, that, that FOMO, you know, that fear of missing out. They're like, I got to get it. I got to get it now. And then that thing that they said was going to happen doesn't actually happen. You mean the silver key debacle of 2022? That... I don't know. Recently, they made it so you can open boxes gold with gold keys. You can open boxes while gathering, and it was like silver key prices skyrocketed and were completely sold out because of it. And now they're sitting on buy and dropping. It always happens. Remember when Ash Forest was like on the rumored news when Ash Forest came to KR, our red shards sold out. And then when it came to NA, our red shards sold out again. Yeah, people are silly. It's interesting. It'd be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So thematically, we all agree Drac is really cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the two stances are like unique. Uh, they're unique and they did a really good job. Like it's super, super fun. Yeah. And it feels like there's a lot, right, Rez? Like you feel like I don't know, you feel like you have so many options. But yeah, I mean it's essentially uh awakening and pre awakening in in one thing, right? Mm-hmm. It is it just mirrors is it funny that we're like all like, you know, happy about the stance swapping when technically switching between awakening and pre awakening is essentially a stance swap? For no, every class? not technically. It is, but the difference is that that's unique about this is now you get to use. So, for example, let's say I'm on a, a Maywa and I think that all the pedal crap is just dog shit and looks ugly. All the the red streaks with the flowers and pre awakening, like that's now just not. If you had two stances that both used your ice animations, it'd be pretty cool. It's fair. Right? Or like on Kuno, for example, if you're like, eh, I don't really care about the short. Actually, maybe Tamer's a better example for me. Because for me, I, I actually really like the Celestial Bow Staff. And I can't, I don't really like Tamer's Pre-Awaken kit. So like, if there was a two stance version of Tamer Awakening, would be actually pretty cool. But I'm forced to use the stupid pre-awakening that I don't like at all, so. I will never play. Oh, Ranger, too. Dude, I would play the shit out of an Awakened Ranger that had two stances with short with their uh, Sylvan sword. Really? Hell yeah, I would play that. If I didn't have to go to the pre-awakened bow ever, I'd play that. What class. if it was, but even if it was like similar skills to some of their pre-awakening stuff, it just was using... Like, not a bow. So they're, like, shooting swords? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Then maybe I wouldn't be into it. I, I don't want to... I don't like the range on it. I'm not into because the Because the, so. the, the thing that the... The thing that the... The Awakening is... Like, it... They share a lot of the same skills, right? Like, not all of them, but... They share, what, five, six, seven skills? What do you out mean? Out of the kit? What do you mean? From Both stances. <laughs> Well, they share them in name only. In effect, no. The only ones that are really actually the same are uh, Crackling Flame, 
And then I guess you could kind of argue Sundering Roar. But like, look, for example, use Tectonic Slam, in which is forward E in Hexblood, and then use SE, the Dragonblood version. They have the same name. Those are not the same skill. Mm -hmm. No, but I'm referring to the skills that are <laughs> like essentially the same, though. No, I think there's only two. They named like eight of them the same, but I think only Crackling Flame and and uh. Well, because no, you are, have the skills up top too. Your your forward F, your grapple. But those aren't two skills. No, but I'm saying that those are you access them in both kits, right? Well, it's not tech. It's not two different kits. I, I guess maybe that's where the confusion is. It's still just one kit. It's all one kit. I suppose, but I, I think at that point we're just kind of splitting hairs. Like we, we're all in agreement that this is very reminiscent of pre-awakening, awakening. Like you said that yourself. Yeah, I guess I'm confused at what you're saying. Like uh, technically, with normal awaken pre-awaken kits, also like, uh, like on hash, I use sand warp. It's still the same skill. Like the side dash. Like, that's not really yeah. unique to Drac, that they share skills. No, but the... I guess the, 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 the point that I'm saying is that there's less skills that are... Because it is like an awakening. Like, a, it is a pre-awakening to awakening combination within the awakening itself. Mm -hmm. There's like less skills that are explicit to each stance. I guess. There's more. I mean, there's, there's uh, what is this there's seven? more shared. I mean, there's eleven skills in each stance, and then there's like five, four that are shared. Mm. So it's pretty high. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you compare it to. Because I, I feel like when I compare it to <clears throat> like a suck class, I know some of the suck classes feel like they don't have very many skills at all. That's how I feel on suck Kuno. I feel like there's not that many abilities. Suck Ninja feels like there's a ton because the way they augmented some of the skills like Ankle Cutter and Crescent Slash. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think, I'm wondering uh, if anyone ever actually uses Shift-E, the hard cast version. Probably not. I wonder if it's better to use Shifty instead of Spacebar just to lower the risk of jump of shames, you know? Uh, Rez, you still here? Oh. What happened? Uh, uh, did I die? Oh yeah, there now. Now Maybe. you're back. Now I can hear. You. Yeah, I hear, you sounded robotic for a split second, and then you just stopped. I assumed you just stopped talking, but now I hear you. Again. No, 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 no. But I'm back. I'm good. Yeah, right? yeah, you're you're good now. Okay. Yeah, I was saying like when I was uh when I was doing movement combos and trying to figure out like an essay rotation, I did my fair share of uh, jump of shame. Yeah. And also, I, I have this really bad habit that I need to break of I keep uh I keep swapping to use uh obliterate shift F. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I keep like every time I do it, I press space to swap and then shift F. Like my brain for some reason just finds it very necessary to swap before I do that. Yeah, well if you're in if you're in Dragon Blood, almost all of this um Dragon Blood skills lead into obliterate by doing the first the big AoE thing, I guess, the little flame vacuum looking thing. Mm-hmm. So I usually use Obliterate after Doombringer, like Shift Q into Shift F. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I was working on, uh, I, I think the combo that I was kind of trying to figure out for like an SA combo was like a uh, movement down F, Shift F, Obliterate. Yeah. Um, or not, wait, no, not down F, down LMB. Sorry, I lied to you. Because the down LMB in your, uh, in your Lancia form is a pretty quick little SA. I have no idea how much damage it does, because I haven't PvP'd yet. But it goes pretty quick, and it can flow pretty nicely right into, uh, into, uh, whatchamacallit, Shift F. Yeah, uh, a, a Canadian dude in chat brings up a interesting point that most classes have a one or two a couple like usable or decent um protected ccs in the pre-awaken kit and because this class doesn't really use the pre-awaken kit you don't you only really have forward e in the pre-awaken kit to use protected cc but once you swap stances you're like i don't know it's kind of weird the kit feels so bad in pre-awakening like actually trying to fight in it Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have as many apparent protected CCs as other classes might it just the core skill it, I, I didn't really pay like too much attention but I didn't really notice any ways to like really quickly slash easily swap from the awakening to the pre-awakening the only way is the rebombs or c-swap that's it they didn't add any yeah. abilities that you could put on your hotbar that let you swap between the two in either kit. Which I guess like reinforces the whole like this is its own mm -hmm. self-contained thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They basically don't really want you to use it. Now the pre-waking kit overall still has value. So I, I think um your last point, Canadian dude finishes off with and didn't actually get any of the benefits from main hand to compensate for it. I, I don't agree with that part if you also are if you're referring to everything because you still do have the rebomb skills you do still get to use all of the mobility while in awakening stance even if they're not um bringing you to pre-awakening and also you still do have the pa and the the heal which is hugely beneficial so you do get some benefits but not a lot also um oh and it's just the rebombs you know i already said it so you, it's not like you get zero value from the pre-awakening kit, but it's like, it's very minimal. Very minimal impact. But I would be interested what people would think if it was like, maybe even remove the stiff on the pre-awakened forward E, and then um, just to sort of reinforce the like, yeah, you're not really meant to use that kit. And then what if they did give like one natural protected CC in, in, on an awakening skill? Mm-hmm. So I had one already protected CC and then one core skill. I don't know which one it would be. It could even be like something shitty, but 
I don't know. Might might kind of make sense. Maybe that is like one of the difference. Because like even on even on hash, which a lot of hashes complain they don't have a lot of protected CCs, but you still have Mirage and you still have now Piercing Tornado, which is an insanely good protected CC in pre-awakening, plus you get your core skill and a grab. So. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. The Dracania tournament is going on right now, so it'll be interesting to see how people perform. Yeah. Yeah. An awakening one or one early. It's so weird that you can even play suck in it because, like, yeah, it's supposed to be hyping up awakening, right? <laughs> yeah, but whatever. It is what and it it's what it is. It's kind of like a. Kind of like one-sided because one having a grab, one not. I mean, there's a high likelihood that Awakening's just gonna win out. Dude, it, it is not as easy as you think to grab a suck drac with an Awakening drac, unless like the players are really bad. Because like again, you you don't really have a quick dash grab. That's fair. You know, like it's the the lateral movement is not the the same or like the quick. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. So the grab setup isn't the same on this class compared to like a ninja or a kuno or whatever. Dude, I, I'm rooting for a suck drag to win just because I think it'd be funny to be like, well, fuck, man. Maybe we should have made this awakening only. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I think in EU, though, did an awakening win? An awakening one in EU, yeah. But they also always do things backwards. They also had a suck warrior and a suck sork win. You That's know? true. They That's always, very true. They always go against the grain. Oh, apparently EU was two suck drags in the semis and two awakened drags in the semis, and the finals were the two awakened drags. That's interesting. Yeah, I have to watch. It, that'll, you never know. I know that suck drag damage is pretty crazy on trial characters, so. True. Um. Alright, so... Brez, did you want to talk about like or actually like large scale stuff with it, like siege at all? I don't know. Do you do you see it? I mean, because its dive potential is still fucking you, crazy. Have you I really done siege or, I, or uh, I didn't node do siege. War? I did a node war, but the problem was I did not spend any time learning its PvP before I went to node war, so it was just a waste of my time. Like I, I just. <laughs> I literally was like, I would jump into a group, actually land a CC, and then use a PvE rotation that got me killed. <laughs> so it was oh, like, no. Yeah, so it was not really helpful. I would need like a, a little bit more PvP practice on it. Yeah, I mean, I did Siege last night, but um, I honestly didn't really notice any Awakened Drags. I mean, I know I... I <sighs> But notice, I mean, like, I didn't see them, like, do something crazy, right? Like, like right. a suck Drake would just blow up, like, four people in front of me. Like, oh, God, you know, I need to run. <laughs> um, but, no, it, it, I didn't really see them. I'd seen a couple of them. They just didn't do anything that, like, stood out. I was able to, like, chew through them pretty easily. They had better, like, I guess, in and out potential. Mm -hmm. But 
that was essentially it. Yeah, that's the part that they got. They've nailed. Like it, it's really good to dive in and really good to dive out. And it does have protected damage. Yeah, it does. It just so it's, it's like just not weird. on the level of Suck Drake, so it's bearable. Like you can block it for the most part. Yeah, and do Which just fine. Is, yeah. I mean, people's damage is too high in this game right now, so it's like, yeah, that's another is. thing, too. Is that I do think you have to commit a little bit more time to deal damage on this class. Uh, at least the way it's currently set up. But it's whatever, I don't know. I don't know if that means necessarily it's bad or other shit's just too strong. You know what I mean? I think it's other shit's just too strong. I mean, we've been saying the meta's been shifting towards more protection and just, like, outright, like, trying to one-shot people. For a while, and it's progressing slowly more and more in that direction. Suck Which Drake sucks. is a prime example of that. Durability patch win, you know? Yeah. Add pants. Add pants. Add pants. Add a pants slot. Yeah, that way, uh, Choice, Zethian, and all those that have been stacking up crown stones, they can just have that pen immediately, right? I don't, care. I don't care about the 10 players who will instantly have yeah, fucking 1020. I want to be tankier against 99.9% .9 of the fucking player base. I mean, that would be exciting content for them because they how have much, nothing else to work on. How much DP would your pants give? Well, I don't know. How much should they give? What's a good amount of DP for pants to give? <laughs> so <clears throat> Right let's see. now, Gear gives rough 100. No, uh, it depends. Here, let me look just at base pen items and see. Because my my shit is capper. So a pen pen bags is sixty. Um, pen dim tree gives eighty nine. See ergon, pen ergon gives seventy nine. Um, I don't know. I honestly think it'd have to be way more subtle than that. And also, yeah, there would have to... People were mentioning yeah, DP brackets. You definitely would have to add a couple DP brackets. Do I, I don't think... I don't think you even need to... I, I don't think it even needs to be that much. I was honestly thinking like 40 to 50. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even need to be like a crazy number, in all honesty. Be 30. Oh, I meant... It could be 30. I mean, honest, I don't know wh where the bracket should end, but it would be interesting. Dude, I, although I, there is this also this part of me that's like um, imagining my Kuno's spin damage <laughs> after fucking 40 <laughs> DP not pants. existing. After 40 DP pants get added. Oh my god. Some durable pants for the greater good, Frosty. For the greater good. <laughs> I'm just, dude. Yesterday I was watching your stream, Nayashi, and you were in a, you were in an RBF, and this fucking Kuno uh, CC'd you, and then spun, and like you're, yeah. you're so squishy, dude, and you still didn't die to us. Fucking. I, I, I know which time you're talking about. Yeah, there was uh, only a couple of Kunos I ran into, but yeah, there was one that was catching me on that. Uh, the stairs uh, node, I think is what it was. Yeah, dude, I was like, God, Nayashi literally is the most glass cannon of glass cannons. And he's <laughs> just looking like Divios right now against this Kuno. What is happening? He's full yeah. C20 now, dude. Nayashi's gear carried. <clears throat> I am. Yeah, gauntlets need to be anyway, Canadian dude. That's been well established. I, uh... We've all been complaining about that forever. You know that. <laughs> 
That's not news. I need to get a RNG carry like Reslar did the other the other week. Get my <laughs> try fucking Fallen God and Labresca done. Yeah. I was trying to grind up enough to do an attempt today on the stream. Maybe I'll have enough by the time, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get enough costumes before the podcast is over. How many more do you need? to do? What, this is for a try Labresca attempt? Yeah, just one. Oh, shit. I think I need... How many crowns do I have? 684, and you get, what, 620 per? Uh, a breaking news update. It appears to me that Armin is actually doing suck Draconia <laughs> for the tournament. Well, I'm oh. rooting for Armin, baby. Is he? Are you I sure? I think he is. Why do you, Why do you say that? I mean, have you seen him use abilities? What do you mean you think? Oh, I missed the fight because I just tuned in. I was gonna put it on my other monitor <laughs> so I could just kind of watch it passively while we were recording. But uh, he three would the other guy, and I haven't seen him take out his Awakening, and he uh, just popped the PA uh, at the end of the fight, uh, presumably for Ions, I would assume. Because why else would you just use that skill? Was he doing it like the end of every fight? or I, Like I said, I only he's already 3 would his opponent. I haven't seen. Um, he said he didn't want to invest time learning the class, so he's playing Suck. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm rooting for Armin. Suck can do it. Let's go. I mean, let's be honest. If this is a tournament full of people who haven't played at their class before, Armin has a good shot of winning, even if it's not his main. Well, dude, I have another issue with this tournament is the timing again, like I said. So, there was a bunch of people that got to try out the class on... And we talked about this last week, I think. But just the idea of yeah. getting a pre-release test and then having a tournament a week later is just like, what the hell? Why would mm -hmm. you do that? Why on earth would you do that? Like, let everyone have at least one week on the class. Otherwise, it's just, they're just going in there flopping like a fish, you know? Yeah. That sucks. There's probably going to be a whole bunch of people that are just, like, they don't even have, like, their CCs down yet. They're going to be, like, jumbo shaming and shit. Yeah. Just bizarre. If it was all Awakened Draconias... Then I would find that a little more palatable, because then it's like yeah, but it's still you'd have whatever, okay. whoever got RNG carried and got the early access with the no, yeah, for sure. But advantage. then at least you don't have the suck drag players who have been practicing for months. Well, yeah, there's that too. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> like... that's true. But the thing is with the labs is like, unless you care about what tests are like, if you're on labs, all you really do on there is practice. You know what I mean? Like practicing yeah. combos and stuff because you're not going to grind it. Your money doesn't earn you anything there. Oh, like okay. Here, Armin hasn't. Armin's fight is just now starting. Sorry, I was I misunderstood. And he is on fact on succession. Okay. Which is interesting. Wait, if his fight is how, how did do you think he three o? Did it say three o at the top from the previous? It fight, said three o at the top, and I oh, thought it was the okay. end of the fight, but it was the beginning. I guess. Did I want to watch this tournament? Should we? Uh, Skip comments and watch the tournament live. <laughs> Dude, the tournament's probably uh, gonna be long. It's a round of sixty-four. Yeah, it's that, that's a lot. Be really long. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't, I don't know think we can do that on the podcast. But if you want to skip, if you want to skip uh, comments this week, so that we can just end early. I mean, I'm fine with that. 
Dude, our, our podcasts are short this week. We've only recorded for an hour. Although, I mean, yeah. let's be real. It's just going to be Musassin wanting more buffs on Musa anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nayashi, did you want to talk about even... You can even do it in a veiled context if you want. Or you could say no. It's totally free. Do you want to... People are asking a lot about the uh, what happened. Why you aren't in, in a guild. It's It's totally up to you. If you want to talk about it, or you can. But keep in mind that you are contractually obligated to uh, give content to <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. So, True. and considering ninety nine percent of the time I'll, I'll you're AFK being bit. grabbed by Zerkers, okay. this is your chance to fulfill your contractual obligations. I'll talk about it a little bit, but I'm not gonna go like. Right. Guess, super, you don't have to name. You don't have to it. name call. <laughs> we don't have to name call. <laughs> All right. So, what the. What the guys are referring to is basically I'm no longer in Juiced. Uh, I was kicked out two days ago by Shaky because we got into a disagreement over how we wanted to handle GBG stuff. And it got fairly heated because I don't like the approach he's done with uh, his promoting with the YouTube channel and whatnot. Um calling out all the big name guilds. And I think that's a primary reason for um, basically recruitment kind of being on the stagnant side, as far as like getting quality players that are PVPers that are willing to contribute to a guild. And uh, I think that's the main issue, but the conversation, the argument started from basically him talking to roughly anywhere from like eight to 10 of us in discord saying that uh, he wants everyone to like, be making draconias and i'm like why are y'all making draconias like that shit is not going to do anything and he has this whole thought process that basically if they build draconias as tags and then swap to them when other guilds bring their draconias they're just going to win fights all right like, you're intentionally pronouncing it fucking weird on purpose yeah, why every not, time not, you say drag yeah you're not it changes you changed it from drake to a whole different class with a different letter that doesn't <laughs> exist now now you're saying draconia which is just the word means something totally different are you confusing his draconian like leadership what's happening here i I'm, I'm like, okay, uh, Nash is fine. He has like a notepad of things to pronounce on purpose, like differently. So we're all sitting here like, wait, is he saying what I think he's saying? I'm probably just slurring it a bit. You're not slurring the letter O. <laughs> okay, so it is, it is Draconia. D-R-A-K-A. You're saying Draconia. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Is that a slur? How many drinks have you had, Florida? <laughs> Well, it is Sunday in Florida, you know. This is this is God's day, <laughs> there, you know. This... Over there, downing mimosas or some yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so All so right, you wanted to have a bunch of Drax for your GVGs because that's yeah, what he, wins. His his thought process was basically since we're dealing with uh, <laughs> Drake's um, or okay. Drax, we'll take Drake. For, we'll for take Drake. We'll accept yeah, Drake. Yeah. He, he has a thought process that basically that's going to solve our problem, essentially, that if we have five to ten of those running around on a swap, if we need that, we'll be able to handle whatever guilds bring to us. And I disagreed with that. And I said, I'm not building a Drake or a Drac um, because I thought that whole concept was stupid. I'm not going to play a class that I have no interest in playing and that I don't agree with basically how fucking busted it is. I'm not going to support that. 
I understand a lot of guilds are building them and whatnot just because it makes it easier and sometimes it's auto win in some cases. But my whole um, argument was based on the fact that I think our problem is not necessarily that we're running into those particular classes. I think we can handle those classes because we do have a fair number of grab classes that could that have proven that they can handle it. And mooses. <coughs> and, and mooses. But yeah, we do have a fair number of classes that can handle that. And we're good enough as PvPers to be able to handle those classes. And I don't think it's necessary for us to just all make those in order to compete. Like, I, I don't think that's the problem. And I said the problem is the fact that we have roughly anywhere from 10 to 15 decks on us, whether we are personally decked on them or not. We have a list on the receive side that's as max as it can basically be. And whenever we get into a GVG, another guild will always show up. So we always end up on this weird position where we'll initially fight, we're initially winning, and then we're always on the back burner because we're always outnumbered. Because, frankly, this game is not only based around gear, but numbers mm -hmm. in terms of GVG and node wars and large-scale siege. So if you don't have the numbers, you're ultimately going to lose. Unless you're fighting a guild that's literally a life skill guild that has no gear whatsoever, and you're just dynasty warring them. Which, frankly, we're not fighting those kinds of players. We're not fighting those kinds of guilds. So, the whole thought process doesn't make right. sense to me. I think it's just silly, and I, I speak my mind about it. He doesn't like that. We have a huge disagreement about it. And then it turns into you know him throwing insults and saying, you know, basically I don't contribute to the guild and stuff like that. I'm like, really, I don't contribute at all. You know, I haven't been here since the beginning of the restart of the guild. Didn't do anything, nothing at all. Why am I here? You know, like, <laughs> like if that's how you're gonna fucking treat me. So, and then you know, after just countering every single point that he tries to bring up in the argument. He then turns the personal insults and whatnot. So I'm like, okay, fine, fuck it. You know, and I drop out of Discord. And then from there, he kicks me from the guild and then, uh, uh, you know, takes my roles away in Discord and stuff like that. And it's like, whatever, you know, it's no, it's no love lost for me. Like, if anything, all he does is make my situation better personally because I have so many guilds that are willing to take me in because I have been working on my gear. I've shown that I'm at least somewhat of a competent PvP -er. and you know, like also there's probably some guilds out there that want to take me in just so they could fuck with Shaky, but you know, I, it, I it doesn't it doesn't hurt me in any way to not be a part of Juiced. I have a few follow-up questions benefits. from the community that I just made up. Are you ready? Sure. Sure. Is it all gonna be about my pronunciation? No, 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 no. Question number okay. one. Uh is it true that you were forced to delete your Snapchat and Instagram? <laughs> no. Okay. Did he block you on Instagram and Snapchat? No, because I don't actually utilize those social apps, anyways. But you're more yeah, of a no. Facebook grandpa. What? <laughs> I don't what, even what, use where, Facebook. Where do you plan on living now that you've been kicked out of the <laughs> juiced content house? <laughs> yeah, now that uh, you're out of the gamer house, where are you moving <laughs> to, and what happens with your sponsorships? Oh man, you know my sponsorships. Actually, I've gotten more in the mail. I gotta, go, I gotta sift through, and there's too many. And you know, <laughs> so okay, but like on the real though, like you and Shaky have been friends for quite some time now. Yeah. Like what? Like what? Like oh, okay. So I guess my question is like, where, where does this come from? Have you guys just been like, 
like getting further and for like more and more distant as time goes on or were you never really that close in the first place because like shit like this i feel like it just doesn't come out of nowhere there's precedent to like these kind of like blow-ups and like well fuck you well fuck you like sort of thing i mean i don't think there's really anything that you know would have been a precursor so to speak like you're describing like there's nothing like we never really had beef or anything like that I mean, we've had disagreements in the past about other shit, but it was always like cooled down and never really got super heated like this did. But, you know, haven't you and I had pretty heated debates? Yeah, me and you have had pretty heated debates. I should block you. (laughs) You probably (laughs) should. Maybe it's a Maywa thing. Dude, I I just don't understand. My guild has a really fun time uh, watching Shaky be shaky. And so uh, when all this broke down, like I sent you that message last night where I was like, hey, wait, what's going on? I've been like out of the loop or whatever. That's because my guild was like talking about it. And so one of them linked uh, Shaky's VOD and we're talking about it. And and he had said something along the lines of some, somebody had said, oh, Nayashi seems like a cool guy. And he basically said like, Oh yeah, like outside of PvP, sure, but then <laughs> PvP with him, and he gets super toxic and starts screaming like every time he gets caught out of SA or something. And uh, you know, I'm just curious: is there is there is there any truth to that, Nayashi? Do you get a little no. do you get a little toxic when you uh, PvP? Maybe no, not at all. The only times I would like scream out or anything like that is if people aren't just. They're just not paying attention blatantly in GVG scenarios, and I'll call them out for it. And mm-hmm. those individuals know who they are. Like, and it's no hard feelings between me or them. Like, there there was a, a GVG scenario like a few days ago, to a week ago, or something like that, where basically, you know, a couple buddies of mine, they were just, you know, not paying attention. They're just getting caught out. I mean, it happens to me too, and I call myself out on it when it happens. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it is what it is. It, so but now, I just try to you, I try to encourage them to pay attention. Like there was one particular individual, yeah. and me and him talked about it after. There's no big hard feelings, but he was AFK on a note because he was watching um during a GVG, we were having a GVG with Flare Me, and he was AFK on a note after a few minutes of fighting and whatnot. Who was? This was still shaky? Um, no, it was oh. just a different individual. Okay, I'm just okay. not gonna name names. Okay, about okay, it. okay, gotcha. They know who they are, but um they were AFK on a note watching Devios do the taps for the Pendebo. Kind of. And and that's fine. I didn't know what was going on, but from my point of view, like I'm, I just seen them sitting on the node when I thought they came over to help out with the GVG, and they're just getting barned when they res. It was only a few times apparently that they got killed, but you know because of the timer, uh, they eventually res anyways. But um, I was like, what the fuck? You know, like we got a GVG going on. Why are they AFK right now? They didn't say anything. Like what the fuck? Mm. Uh, but then later we talked about it you know after i called him out on i'm like yo because they came back i'm like yo what the fuck and he, you know he he told me he was watching the stream and i'm like you know i was a little frustrated at first because i was in the middle of the fight but later me and him talked about it, it was no hard feelings or anything like that but no i'm not, I'm not some toxic individual could you, could, as, a, as a quick follow-up i i also think Nayashi's pretty fucking cool except when he's logged into his computer you know, <laughs> true. Now, true. could you could you then uh, maybe give me some context to this picture? So this picture is supposedly oh god a picture <laughs> of your monitor. You know how old this is. <laughs> this is this is probably oh no, Nayashi. This is probably like. 
three or four years old. Is this I was you on, keeping I, your temper me, down? Is this, you, is this you not being toxic in he, PvP, Nayashi? No, Etsu can attest to this. So it was, this was so me, me and him were PvPing. We're having friendly duels and whatnot. But friendly I was dealing duels. with so much desync that I got so pissed off. Friendly I fucking, duels. I chucked, something, I chucked something that was on my desk at my fucking monitor and broke it. But I wasn't mad at Etsu. I didn't blame him for any of that. It wasn't his fault. No, but you guys yeah, haven't spoken so, but since I, I that said day. About, I, I laughed <laughs> about it. I laughed about it after it happened. And I sent him a picture of it, and he was cracking up. <laughs> he, the person who posted this in in my guild Discord, said the context behind this picture. He says, if I remember right, he raged and punched his monitor because he got caught out of chase and screamed, "I was in SA," which yeah. does sound like a very blader thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, this is so long ago that you had to do dueling in RBF. <laughs> so this was before BA so I don't even remember how long ago it was but yeah I was fighting Etsu me and Etsu were doing duels and I was just getting caught out in some bullshit all the time when the desync was really bad I, I was just at that point I was really frustrated with the Hold game so I don't was at a remember point. a time where you had to do duels in our, you could always go to like the Heidel Arena or whatever yeah no why would you do that you have to use actual pots that's fucking stupid oh god you have to use <laughs> 1000 silver so you went into RBF and let the little timer tick down and, and then run back from the spawn over and over? You never did any of this? You never went to RBF to duel? No, no it just I wasn't, down. I wasn't too poor to buy pots. <laughs> well, you know, this was my BA rat days when all I did was BA, so I didn't grind much. <laughs> oh my god. That's fucking funny, dude. Uh, no, you had to buy pots. <laughs> Yeah, what do I look like? I'm in fucking... Yeah, that's that's a hella old screenshot. What, what am I in, man up, collecting Valencia payouts? I can't be buying pots right now, Etsu. Let's go to RBF. <laughs> I can't afford <laughs> this, that. This was probably skirmish days. I don't remember. I don't, it was so long ago. Oh, oh yeah. No, that's, that's pretty funny. That's the context between that screenshot, though. Well, I appreciate that. Boy. Alrighty, oh. so... <laughs> Appreciate you We're going to do Global Labs, and then we want to skip comments? Well, wait, not to put anyone on the spot, but are you joining Bloodline? Bloodline? Uh, Bloodline isn't around Blood, anymore. Bloodthirst? Whatever. I, I saw a wrestler trying to recruit you, and I need you I, to I've say got a, openly. I've, got a lot of, I've that, gotten a lot of prospects, and I'm evaluating No, 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 no. You need to say outright that his guild ain't good enough. Right to his face uh, right now. Let's let I it out. I ain't saying that, because yeah, I don't know anything bully. about his you're, guild yet. No, this, you're a bully. Say it. We probably, I'm a bully. We probably don't do enough GVGs for Nayashi, even though we have uh, four decks up and three received right now. Nayashi needs at least 27 declarations running at any true. point in time. True, true, true. It is true. Now, it, it's a... Uh, and I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what my schedule is going to be like, because I'm going to see if I can adjust my my availability for like Siege and whatnot, because I'm kind of looking at Siege as being, you know, something that I want to do, not necessarily for the PvP content, but for gear progression in general. Um, you know, even if it's not a guild that wins Siege on the regular or it's in the rotation or whatever, which... Originally, I was like all against the whole scripting thing, but at the same time, it's like right now I just want to get my gear gains, and then I can figure out shit from there. So you're going to digital I mean, or show? Uh, I'm not necessarily looking at going those, into like those a big two are exactly guild. as you described. Which one do you want? 
Which one can you pass the try? Do you meet Cho's Rex? Do you meet anyone? I don't know. Rex? I don't even know anything about their Rex or anything. These <laughs> Do you days. meet anyone's Rex? Do you even meet Blood The answer is no, because he's a Maywong. That's true. That's true, but as you heard earlier on in the story, he's willing to play Drac for war. No, Cho, Cho has like three or four Maywas in it. Cho has like three or four Maywas. That is true. And I think uh, Digi has some too, from because uh, I know a bunk is in Digi. You know the old expression, Cho Nation, home of the Maywas. You guys, you know what you need <laughs> to no do, Nashi? You need to start your own Maywa-only guild, like they have for like... What, like they did that I, way back in the day. It was, Witches it was, uh, have R&D. one on NA, I think. I think there's a Berserker one in EU, if I remember correctly. Bas- Basque is also in Digi, apparently. No, he needs to um, join He needs to join Tamers. Remember the guild Tamers? That's what oh Nashi needs to be in. <laughs> No, well, no, there was the Tamer's Guild and there was R, uh, R&B. You don't remember R&B? It was literally Moose's Maywas. Oh, yeah. I forgot about R&B. There was literally already a, a Wait, guild. that's so good. What? What happened to them? It was just well, it was a, a guild of full of Moose's and Maywas. So Back they, before they, they were actually So they just relevant. dominated it was, everybody? It was the most toxic guild in the history oh, of anything. And it infighting. imploded. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I heard there was a lot of toxicity, but no, it was. Uh, it well, was yeah, back it's a bunch before... of bladers. What do you expect? Yeah, that's true. We're being told Basque is not in Digi. Uh, someone said Basque was in Digi. I gotta ask Basque. I'm pretty sure he was in Black Rose for a while, and then I think he joined joined Cho Nation. I don't know where he is right now, though. He might be in Cho. It's either Cho or Digi. One oh, he's in someone, Cho. Someone said he was in Basque is in Cho. He's in Cho Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's uh. Well, currently looking at prospects, talking to a, a few guilds, trying to figure out uh, what I want from the content. That way, I can determine which guilds fit best for me. Yeah. I mean, what do you require of a guild? That's that's a, like let's say because I haven't been on the market in a while, so I don't even know what you what do you like, like. A guild needs to at least be able to blank or not do blank or whatever. I don't know. What do you look for? I mean, I do like the GVG stuff. So when it comes to like GVG and whatnot, be able to back each other up. That's kind of like, I hate those situations where you're in guilds where there, there's like, you know, close to 100 people and whatnot and no one shows up for a GVG. That's just like yeah. sad and weird. Yeah. Um, Especially because a lot of the content outside of Node Wars and whatnot is GVG related, typically. And for my, you know, my situation, like I usually spend a lot of time with the wife during the evenings. I'm cons- I'm inconsistent when it comes to Node War times. So, so you need a guild that uh, lets you run rampant and is willing to uh, come be as at your toxic beck and as call possible and come and at your beck and call. Here. I see. I see. You need <laughs> oh, a guild yeah, that requires you to do nothing but them to do everything. Got it. Basically, yeah, I need them to win me sieges so I can get payouts, <laughs> you know? You need a really toxic guild that is just gonna have a million decks up and is just constantly <laughs> fighting everyone. Have you heard of Juiced? Yeah, I heard of them, I heard of them. Oh, okay. man. Snoop. And the, for, 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 con- for, I guess, clarity, I love all the guys in Juiced and whatnot. Love PvPing with them. Doing open world stuff, doing whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah. No, no, it wasn't. It was, for the no record, issues with it, them at all. Yeah, it wasn't Nayashi's choice to leave. He got yeah. the old scooting boot. 
True. Um, he thought it was just a regular argument. Boy, was he wrong. <laughs> I like, I like how someone says that he definitely wouldn't like APOC as proven how so frosty doesn't help his guildies at Jade. Oh, okay, for the no. record, for the record, <laughs> for the record. I was in APOC before. It was about a year or so ago, but yeah. I, I went, I went to Jade Forest and I was like, hey, are you grinding? And he was like, yeah. And then like right after I started grinding there, he, we were at, on Arsha. He kept getting attacked by guilds like Tree and Ravencroft. And he's like, oh, they're a bunch of shitters. Like, I got this. And then, like, after he was unable to grind for like 45 minutes because new people were joining, he literally made this sound effect. He goes, ah, Frosty, how come none of these people are attacking you? And I was like, okay, I'm not helping Is, you. Would he happen to be a Musa? <laughs> He is a Musa, actually. Oh my god! He, he grinds on. He's full meta. He grinds on Striker and PVPs on Musa. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is a Musa, actually. Wouldn't you know it? Imagine too, like imagine the the comfortable world he's living in, where he's like getting farmed on his Striker, and is like, "That's it. I'm swapping to Musa. You're going down." Uh, <laughs> And then oh, and then yeah, and then he plays Suck Drack in AOS too, just to top of it off. Of course, just just to be that level of <laughs> just to top it off. He's a Draconia main. Draconian. All right, all right. So Global Labs is pretty simple. I just want to touch on the two things. All right. Yeah, uh, two big things. Two pretty big things. One Law or Zeka and the Nuver outfit, which I forget how to pronounce the name. Nuvera can't, I think. Nuvera can be died now. Uh? uh. Someone? That was pretty did cool. Did you set me up? Uh. Uh. Did you set me up? See what he did there. Did you set me up? Isn't that cool? So you son of a bitch. So Nuvera can be died now, and Larzeka can also be died now. So those things are dieable, which is really, really cool. And I don't, I hate always being the guy that's like, well, hopefully that means we also get, but hopefully that does mean we also get to die black stars in the future and fallen god armors. Yeah. Um, I doubt it because those aren't costumes. They basically are used for costumes. So I, <laughs> and you know, what's funny I mean, is right now we listen, can, I agree. I agree. You should be able to die those, but I, I don't know. Well, right now you can actually die for some reason one of the spears on Drac. It actually really? lets you die one of the Black Star spears. Yeah, they literally. Huh. This is what's what's funny about them is like by default when they make this weapon, it's dieable, and then they shut off the ability to die it. And they forgot they did. I think the same thing happened with Valk Shield a while back. I was being told that Valk Shield was dieable for a couple weeks, and then they patched it out. But one of the small spears is dieable in the window. Um. On, on Black Star, and then the other one is not, and I'm sure it'll get patched out, but it would be nice if you could, because normally I wouldn't care about it that much, but the Drac, uh, Black Star or Goderai, both of them, has this gigantic white eyeball that is disgusting looking and ruins the whole fucking weapon, and I want to die at black, so I can't really see it, you know? Like, having this yeah. gigantic white eyeball on the Black Star looks so fucking gross. It's the grossest costume decision ever. I hate it. 
Anyway, so yeah, it is cool. You can die the Lars Eka and the other one now. So you, you die the whole thing. It was like 12 points of die and blah, 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 blah. So pretty cool. Um, and then the, the other news is Jatina is getting a daily quest now. I don't know what you'll have to do for the quest, but they're adding a daily quest that's going to... Oh, oh, but, sorry. Also with the Lars Eka, they're adding a daily quest for that as well, where if you did choose the visor... The visor with the holes open, you know, where you could see through the eyes, or if you chose yeah. the the boob window, you can now do a daily quest that where you exchange your Lars Eka costume and get a box again, so you can open the one you want if you regret your decision, which is pretty cool. So you can essentially rebox your Orzeka. Yeah, that's good. And uh, the Jatina quest is a similar thing. Like if you regret whatever your Narc, your Crescent, or your Tungrat earring, you can. You're going to be able to do a daily to swap the Pendratina accessory. So that'll be really cool. Uh, really cool for me especially because uh, I like the Narc, but also PvE uh, with a Tungrat earring would make more sense in some situations. Like maybe I wouldn't feel like I have to have a Disto for PvE, you know? Yeah. This, uh, this tournament's really funny. So... They're doing Dragon Blood or like Draconia Awakening combos on the screen right now as mm -hmm. like an interim, I suppose. But then the match that they played before this was a guy literally walking out using like two unprotected skills and getting three shot by a succession Draconia. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing, Res. Yeah, that's what's hilarious about it is that it's like. Oh, you have all these like cool combos that you can do that we're gonna show you how to do in the middle of the tournament where people have no idea what the fuck is happening. You're just a hater. Alright, so those are the two points of uh, news. You're not wrong. Um there were they didn't buff spin spree. Um I know a lot of people were expecting that this week on labs. <laughs> Specifically, Frosty. I know a lot of people were expecting that. They were like, you know what? Maybe Spin 3 should get some love. And then they were like, I know a lot of people were also like, hey, you know, Suck Sage, Suck Nova, Awaken and Suck Corsair all could use a little love in PvE. I'm sure that's going to come soon. That shouldn't be too hard to change. And I think that got pushed back. I'm going to start calling it delayed. The, that patch got delayed. I'm sure it's still in the works, but it's currently delayed. It's coming. Next Thursday. I believe. Uh, oh, they did announce they're going to do a... Alright, so we know for sure there's going to be a, a Heidel Ball in September. They announced this during the VOA in KR. Um, we also know there's going to be a late night dev talk on August 3rd um, in KR. Which sometimes the that brings out some interesting news. Although the the dev talk, I guess, arguably much like Calfion Ball and Hideout Balls, also they talk about a lot of stuff that would be so awesome to have and then we don't get. So for example, I'll give a bullet point of the late night dev talks from last year. They had mentioned that they are considering the idea of crystal or crystal crystal presets. When we don't have that yet. But god damn would that be nice. Maybe this time they won't just be considering it. They'll, they'll add it. 
Dude, it's time. Can we, can we talk about this real quick? Just as a brief aside, crystal presets are mandatory now. We need them. That is a part of the game that we absolutely need. The difference between how you can PvE with PvE-specific crystals versus non-PvE-specific crystals is gigantic. The difference is so massive, and the only way to swap between them is to either have a second set of gear, which is just not realistic, or to pay a bunch of pearls to pull out your crystals over and over again to swap between them. Or I guess you could just spam RBFs constantly and make them for like 50 mil each, where you end up losing money and defeat the purpose of being efficient anyway. Yeah. With, honestly, with how they set up the artifact system, it, I it would doesn't ideally need to do like them to do something like that. That like would be cool. Yeah. To that, swap between the two setups. But and you without even, the need to use pearls. Like if you already own them, just be able to like click a button to swap in your art your uh, your gem setups. Right. That would be so but, cool. But here's the thing. So that I could see them making the argument that like if you're against a boss that you know you're gonna die, you're just gonna swap right there on the spot, like before his powerful attack or whatever it, the case. I one thing they could do where it adheres to the same rules as swapping between Suck and Awakening is just let us tie it. Well, that or just let us tie it to the presets in the skill screen. Like when we swap to a PvE spec, it also changes our crystals over. Done. That's true. Yeah, you could do that too. <sighs> It'd be so nice. Either way, no matter what they do, just The problem is that would be would tied be to gear, so the skill presets would then have to be linked to your gear setup. Which might differ at times. Well, you, well, usually, just it as long though. as it's in your inventory, it should be yeah. fine, right? Like, let's say if it swaps your, well, yeah, if it like swaps your kudum crystals or something. Anyway, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just some crystal presets would be nice because there's also varying. Like, I wouldn't mind changing my crystals for like I would I would run ignore resist crystals for going in battle arena with friends, and then just run more damage based ones for node war. You know. That's that's another thing. I can optimize further. The whole game is about optimization. Let us optimize. Uh, Rez, are you opposed? Are you for no. or against crystal presets? No, obviously I'm for. Um, I mean, I don't change my crystals that often because, again, I'm not like... I just don't really care that much. Uh, but definitely would be a really, really, really nice quality of, knife, uh, quality of life thing I, I, that they could do. Elder, stop saying that like that matters. Like, you think that that's... So we shouldn't get crystal presets because you could spend, if you want, what? Let's say if I want to change to a proper set of PvE crystals, I could spend 500 mil before my one-hour grind to swap my crystals with the crystal extraction tools that you can craft. Why do you keep spamming that in chat? Like, no, that's not a realistic... 40... Yeah, it's like... Yeah, 14 times 40. How much is that? However much money that is. 14 times 40 mil. Stop. That'd be uh, a 580 mil. Yeah, nice. That, that'll help my grind. That's nice. That's really cool. Yeah. And Super also time-consuming as fuck because you got to sit there and melt crystals into magical shards every time. Yeah, that'd be fucking annoying. No, just give us crystal presets. I I don't even see how you could defend it. There's like no. I, I see people just, like, well, it could it's be just exploited. a monetary thing for pearl yeah. abyss, basically at this point, because people are gonna be lazy and just spend the pearls to get the black 
Um, what are they called? The Black Essence? Yeah, but it'll sell. You, if, that's why they could tie it to the skill thing. So you buy more skill presets if you want to do more crystal presets. And don't you need an old moon book to be able to use it on the fly? Yeah. See? Pearls. Done. True. You know what it would also mean? Fewer emails that say, hey, can you please recover my crystal? True. Because typically speaking, PvE crystals are relatively cheap. You don't need yeah. special attack evasion crystals. Like, that's the thing. Why do I got to lose my gin special attack evasion crystals grinding at Crypt? Yeah, that's pretty awful experience. Yeah, yeah that's rough to think about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying to imagine, like, I don't even have a gin one right now, so I just use bonds. Yeah. Oh, no. Just because I haven't, I haven't really, like, been trying to get them. And uh, just because, you know, I got so many other things to work on gear wise but uh yeah losing a gin in pve would feel oof Hit. i hate oh, i hate okay. when it happens when i lose a viper because i accidentally don't pay attention at hex and they blow up in my face and i lose a fucking viper that's the worst it's like what the fuck did this poor awakened draconia manages to grab the suck draconia Gets a decent amount of damage on him gets him to like 1 hp suck drac stands up Pops the fucking PA yeah. skill, heals back to 80%, and then just absolutely slaps the Awakened Draconia. Oh, no. Damn it. It'd be like that. That's so depressing. Wait, dude. is it oh Norelio? Oh, God. Norelio oh. is oh, casting it. Oh, he's it, casting it. Okay, okay. Him oh, Norelio's not participating? That's lame. Norelio and Don Skeptic are it's it's Draconia Open NA hosted by Norelio and Don Skeptic. Really? They got they got Norelio and Don to do it, huh? That's interesting. Potential future guildies of Nyashis. <laughs> Potential future You know, Don did send me the open invitation. Oh, I don't doubt it. I know you those two guilds are enemies uh, for a long time. Oh man. I think Don Don just invites me just for the sake of trolling Shaky into oblivion. Um, it's up to Big you, Re Rez. We could do comments. You're the reader, <laughs> so it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm fine. We could do comments. Uh, yeah, let me pull them up real quick. Yeah, uh, the, man, suck. Jack needs a nerf. Holy fuck. Yeah, it does. With the uh, dragon seals, what do you guys? Viewing as the most optimal purchases or the turn-ins. Uh, let me look real quick. Hold on before you start, Res. Because I can't have it on the screen at the same time. Hold on. Um, God, I haven't even looked to be honest. I don't. Yeah, I forget what the options are. Um, you're talking about the Lost Dragon Seals, right? Yeah, I'm the, sure. The, chat the has it figured out. Uh, oh, is there a 140 stack? I don't, I don't see one. Yeah, I don't see that either. I don't know why. I see it one. says your boss future, your uh, boss furniture box, black uh, black essence box, uh, whale tenon potion times ten, superior times five, normal whale tenon elixir times five. Yeah. So, 
trying to see what's the best option. And then, of course, the exchange, you could do one single one to get like one cron or 10 dust, and that's not very efficient. I don't think that's. No, I I, I'll probably end up doing whale elixirs just because, I mean, you get five. So every five seals is five whale tendon elixirs, superior ones. Yeah, that's not too bad. And they're kind of a bitch to buy in the marketplace. Wait, I just what? haven't really been, I haven't been utilizing oh, that's whale elixirs and stuff like that. Because, uh, Never mind, that, you know, you my DP's on once. the lower side, so I don't feel like whales are going to really help me yet. What is dragon scale fruit? I don't know. Yeah, you can only do the bottom one once per family. I'll probably do that for blessings. And then you can only do the weekly one once. So, yeah. And then, yeah, the top Ancient one. Ancient dust, one seal equals two calvers. Maybe it's milk and eggs. Is 200 milk and 300 eggs a lot? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot of milk and eggs. Yeah, I, apparently Kaffirs are like the most efficient because it's two Kaffirs per yeah. seal. It seems that seems to be what some people are saying. All right, sort by newest. Do you see any to to delete, or we're good? No, I didn't see any. Uh, there's only twenty, so not a lot this week. Okay. Uh, all right, little pork chop says very excited to see how awakening feels on live stand swapping is brilliant in its simplicity yeah it's almost like they've done it before <laughs> it's a mechanic we're used to see swapping in the core system of the awakening kit i can't wait to see all the depth and tools it affords us all, all again though i just hope her pve clear is quick and enjoyable as someone that grinded many many hours on succession i feel like this is the least pa can give me a bit of respite is all i ask well, you could go to hell with that. I mean, look, it's getting it's getting buffed Get Wednesday, fucked. so uh, I don't know. It might be good. I I also I don't hate it at Gyphon. I found a rotation where it doesn't feel it's like not as good as Hash, but it doesn't feel completely terrible at Gyphon. And I think and the rotation includes all four or five of the skills that are getting buffed on Wednesday, so it'll probably feel even better. So we'll see. But the thing yeah. that's unique to Gyphon is that every single pack you have the Dragon Breath skill available. And that's like mm -hmm. one of your hardest hitting ones. So it makes it nice. Mm. Uh, Elven King Loki says, A new episode, let's go. Serenisma says, nice. Uh, Baba Nana Banana says, this class is so protected. If PA really want to go the path SA trading in PvP, at the very least, give the older classes some love too. God damn it! This fucking this is all in caps, by the way. So I should. Oh, be this yours, is but I'm this not is the one I sent you, right? This fucking really? game already losing its fucking vision. Let's be realistic. When they try to implement a story into the game, though, it's a good move, but we all know no one's gonna read it. Just improve what you already have. You still have a lot of problem in the game right now. Do not add more variable that can trip up the game balance. As broken as it is, it's still enjoyable. And by the way, I'm not only talking the balance of classes, but other aspects of the game, such as alchemy, mastery, trading, processing, still can be improved and utilize the mansion or housing to its limit too. So people have a choice, not just mindlessly grinding all the time. Damn this this indie company okay so if i if i may um <clears throat> is this the I, one that i sent earlier this week i don't know i i do agree with most of the second half of what he said except the idea of like not adding more story mode stuff they're always going to do that and i would always expect any game company to continue to do that kind of stuff so it's not like hey don't add 
the new Balanos, whatever. Although, please let us skip. Please let us skip if we want to skip. Please, for the love yeah. of God, let us yeah, skip really. if we want to skip. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the the beginning line. This class is. I assume he's referring to Awakening, and he says this class is so protected. If they want to go the path, uh, of trading SA and PVP, then give older classes some love, dude. Almost every older class has more protection than this class. I I actually don't understand this full caps lock complaint. Kuno is more protected. Hash is more protected. Moose is more protected. I, like everything. I mean, it's like. I don't even understand. There's like the one complaint that I don't fully understand about Awakened Drac. If someone thinks she's busted, fine, I'll listen. But because it's too protected, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Mm. And if anything, Awakened Drac is there's openings. There's definitely oh, their yeah. grab oh, has an cool. opening. Their grab has a wind up that Nayashi can hit a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, even with Florida against, pink, against right? an inexperienced Frosty on the class, he literally had like two hours on it. I called my my ISP and I was like, I need my ping lowered by seven to ten points immediately. <laughs> and they're like, Sir, it's not possible. You can't go lower, sir. Single digits could kill people. Uh, Dark Empire says, with new design on costumes, I think PA get new people to design class. Um, I, I'm yeah, trying to maybe. process what I think he's saying some of the newer costumes for. have been better lately and maybe they have newer costumes uh, those costume designers also design the classes okay okay I see okay Emma Wall says uh, hope it's not completely busted I've seen a clip of her with no weapons 245 AP deleting orcs lol yeah it's the same clip that uh, PA saw Frosty that's why I had to get nerfed <laughs> yeah Oh man. Uh, Triconic says it seems like a core choice on Awakened Drag is the same like on Guardian. You take Shift F if you know how to play Guardian, you take Shift Q because it's cool. Wait, so which, maybe which one is Shift Q on Guardian? Isn't Shift Q God Incinerator? God Incinerator. You do not take Shift Q core ever unless you're an asshole. Shift Q core <laughs> is the worst core ever. It literally doesn't set you up for anything. It's a goddamn bound. If it was a KD, I could understand. I don't, no Guardian should ever take Shift Q core. There's no argument to be made that that core is good. I, the core is so bad. I can say nothing because I only play Succession. So, no a cores. Anytime I've ever had like a random duel for spot against an Awakened Guardian and I don't expect the, the Shift Q core, I get bound by it and then they don't do anything after that because they don't get to me in time because the skill is slow. And a bound is like not a long CC, so I'm like, uh, okay. Well, I don't know why he has that bound, but even if they even if they skip the second part of it, they still just can't get another. They like, never skip off in time. the second part of it. Whereas they're type of people that would choose that as a core. They're not skipping anything. They're holding that true, shit. All right? True. They're playing Awakened Guardian. They're definitely just they have their they have the palm of their hand on their fucking mouse and on their fucking keyboard if they're playing Awakened Guardian. Uh, NetXE, NetX maybe, uh, says you talked about how PA could make pre-awakening skills be like awakening skills, for example, Maywall Blue, Blue Moon, but what about Nova Awakening? She only uses grab from pre-awakening, everything else is locked. I could see it being used on Sag and Hash Brown, but some classes would be really weird. Okay, on Nova Awakening, if you're, 
I hate doing this because I don't want to be the offensive guy. That's supposed to be Reslar's job. But if mm -hmm. you have all of your skills in pre-awakening Nova locked, except for grab, you're really, really, really bad. That class actually has a ton of skills that are really powerful and useful in their pre-awakening. People just don't enjoy it because they're slow. But there's like, there's a ton of matchups where you literally just instantly counter a class by swapping to your pre-awakening. You're, I think you're the only skills off the top of my head yeah. that uh, you would use in pre-awakening as an awaken Nova is the grab, the uh, the command opening, mm -hmm. the block obviously, and the wall. But I don't and, play the class, so maybe there's well, more. And, and then icy thorns. That's a, a brings you in a pre-awakening that people use all the time. All three of the bombs are have value and use, especially in PvP. Also, rhyme ice is such an insane protected CC that moves you backwards for an instant stun. Fianchetto is still a protected float. Like there, there's a ton of really good skills on there. There, there's no reason not to use it. You also can still use icy prison. The that CCs people on their back. Like, if you don't know, if you're not using any of these abilities, literally, I just listed like seven, and they're not just like, oh, kind of good. They're really, really good. So it's like, don't lock your pre awakening, Netix. That's probably why you feel like the pre awakening sucks, is because you have it all locked and you can't use it. <laughs> uh, Thymus says both bikini armors and full plate armors are needed. I no. Look, Little says. I, Wait, hold on. I, I'm not trying to tell people they can't have their bikini armors. All I'm saying, so I'm with them. All I'm saying is we want full plate armors as well as an option. Yeah. If people are happy with the, their bikini armors, fine, but don't force me to have it. The the problem with the statement both bikini armors and full plate armors are needed is that we've been getting bikini armors since this game came out and we've gotten like two full plate armors for females, for female classes. So it's like, it's like you're 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 saying that we need them both. Yeah, but we have one of them. We don't have the other. So like, th this false equivalence is not helpful. Uh, Bloodwolf says, "Yeah, respected by Septimus. Good luck, bro. Get that pen depo belt." <laughs> Sorry, Rez. Fucking... I took a second to actually watch the tournament. Just watching us suck. Uh, Draconia just kill the awakened Draconia standing up as fucking. Oh yeah, hilarious. just standing up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's what's been going on the whole time, dude. The that's, whole that's time. Rough. It was at half health, like right after the start. It was so funny. He I wonder if they're gonna catch, actually look at literally they SA trade. Like you'll watch at the beginning. So unless the awakened Drac grabs the suck Drac right out the gate, they both just like SA trade out the gate. And it's literally the suck drac is at like 85% HP, 80% HP. The awakened drac is like at 50 after the initial SA trading. Like it's so depressing. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Good class. All right, sorry, go on. What did Bloodwolf say? Uh, respected by Septimus. Good luck, bro. Get that pen double belt. Yeah, hopefully. It's coming soon by Septimus, I believe. Kelly Knott says, on the topic of outfits, this is why I like the Oblivion outfit that came from the Eternal Winter release. Bully covered with nice dying options, although I won't complain if you give the Valk slash Warrior outfit to everyone. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Mr. Intern. Yeah, Oblivion yeah. is actually what I'm using on my Drac. I like it a lot. Yeah, Oblivion's really nice. Makito says, as a Mystic main with a Hashishin tag, getting on 
or uh, by getting on uh, by on wah, gah, wah. Wow. I'm having a stroke. Sorry. Hold on. Let me start from the beginning. Okay. Makito says, as a mystic main with a Hashishin tag, getting by on succession, rip awakening mystic, my Sork slash rat counter. I'll admit that Draconia awakening has caught my eye. I was really hoping she wouldn't have a grab parentheses since that might be too much on paper. But now that she has one, I'm really considering hard rolling. I enjoyed your Draconia's succession due to how the skills could be cancelled into each other, similar to Succession Mystic, but the lack of grab or any real playmaking potential outside of jump forward and hit two skills really made me feel like the class was one-dimensional, parentheses, not to mention how easy it is to do good on Suckdrack in large-scale PvP. I've just accepted that some classes aren't going to get some attention for a damn long while, so it's a good thing I have five sets of weapon exchange coupons. Here's hoping Dracani Awakening reignites that fire that keeps me playing Black Desert. What's his edit, edit. Rezar? What's his edit? They decided to nerf her on release, and her PvE is atrocious. Hard roll? No. Tag for funsies, I guess, but good grief. PA really doesn't know what the word consistency means. <laughs> That's a sad edit. That's a really sad edit. It was. Poor guy. He was so excited in the, in the first <laughs> yeah. paragraph. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Genesee says, pretty sure Frosty's a low-key voice actor for Canadians in South Park. That Musou voice was on point. <laughs> Excited to see if there's ways to pocket or new hidden mechanics on Drac. Most good sages use Perma Pocket to permanently store the main hand slash awakened flows for immediate use at a time of your choosing and bypassing the slow windup of the preceding skill. Succession can do it too. Illusion detonation out of Magia for Sorks and non-grabs as well as finishing touch. Best range CCs are in main hand i put out a video about this hidden tech a while ago after requests and it's now pinned in the awakened sage discord but i agree i actually really enjoy being able to have the options in main hand just for additional outplay nothing kills a class faster for me than only having a few decent skill options in one kit alone and then he links the the video where he shows how to uh pocket the sage abilities um Stalton says, you guys rock. Please update Spotify so I can listen to your wonderful voices while I work. Thank you, praying emoji. Those are officially updated. I, my, my vacation set me a little bit behind. Alice Dunage, sorry for mispronouncing that, says, keep the best PDO podcast coming. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> MC333 says, why does he keep saying Drake? Like you hear two other people in the call constantly pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> Dude, well, uh, well, MC3 for my lovely viewers like you. That's wait, why. wait till I you just... get a load of this week's podcast, my yeah, friend. It's Oh my oh, god! No. <laughs> he said, "Like you hear two other people constantly pronouncing it, girl." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wrong. why, why, why don't you say Drake? He's like, I am Drake. It's like, no, no, we're saying Drake. He's like, that's what I said, Drake. That's like yeah. it reminds me of that um what was the family guy meme when he's um oh my god oh, uh, cool whip oh yeah cool whip yeah yeah it's like why are you saying whip like that it's like what do you mean I'm saying the same as you cool whip <laughs> yeah say whip whip now say cool whip cool whip <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's smash he's just doing it to gull you guys right. <laughs> Uh, Greed says, Nayashi didn't come for half the podcast because Drac doesn't have SA block, so there's no need for Maywall in this oh discussion. 
True. Happy for the Mewa and Musa community not to have another bad matchup by default. Now that Musasin and Nayashi aren't reading this, Musa Mewa needs some nerfs. <laughs> oh my god. Musasin Something... and Nayashi. They're twins. Yeah, they are. Something hey, Void hey, says... Hey. <laughs> Something Void says Awakened Jack needs one more mid-range movement skill that does no damage if possible. Tectonic Slam remove float and give it SA in normal and float as core option. Uh, what do you think about I don't, that? I don't Frosty's know. Reversing I'm, the protection and CC. I, I'm torn on that because right now Tectonic Slam does this really cool thing where... If you don't have the core skill, it flows into shift Q super fast. The core skill actually slows it down. So you don't need the core skill on Tectonic Slam, especially in 1v1s. In large scale where there's a bunch of people just throwing random shit, I could see it. But in smaller stuff like 3v3, 5v5, like in RBF, I don't really have a problem. I, I don't use Tectonic Slam core because you just don't need it. You go into shift Q so fast, it's hard to punish. Same thing in 1v1s, especially if you know what the other classes are doing. So I, I'm kind of torn. I get the idea... And I don't fully disagree with the idea, but I don't, for me personally, my own personal opinion on how Tectonic Slam plays, I think for me that would be a nerf on my playstyle and the way I like to use it. I would hate to lose the float because I don't think the class has a lot of good catches to begin with. And that would basically force you to get the core skill. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know enough about... Uh about it in PvP to really say one way or the other. I do think that the it's interesting that there's the two skills, the I think it's the forward Q and the which no, one is Tectonic? For, forward right click, right? Forward R and B and forward E. That's what it is. E. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those two skills are like very similar. Um they, are. they do have their differences, but they are similar. Like so the forward R and B has two hits, so when it lands, it does its initial hit, and then the second explosion is unprotected, just deals some damage, um, and has no CC. But you can cancel out of the second hit with AD RMB or AD shift. And then same with uh, like 40 is I don't know they're but they're pretty similar skills, I guess. But one is protected, one's not, and then the ending on both of them is unprotected. But they are both floats. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty similar, but I like them together. They feel good. Yeah. No, I don't mind it. It's just interesting that they have two skills that are like pretty similar. Um but yeah, I don't mind it either cuz I I I like that there's uh, a lot of different like movement abilities because that allows you to chain them together in in various ways based on the situation, mm -hmm. which is far more interesting than having like one skill that you just like repeat spam, for instance. Yeah. I think that was it. So anyway, comments, that's right? it. Yeah, that's all the comments. That's it. All right. I think we're good to get out of here, uh, so we can watch a little bit of the watch a little bit of the tournament. I wanted um, to ask you guys one more non BDO related question. Is it about Nissan's? No, it's a <laughs> it's a movie question. Uh, okay. Uh, a have you guys watched any of the John Wick series? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I never have. I've never seen a single John what? Wick movie. What? What is your guys' opinion on it? They're fun. I, I like. I like them. I think it's pretty badass. Some of the different kinds of ways he kills people. Yeah. So the first movie is uh is really fun. It's really simple. 
Um, it's just like a good time, a simple revenge flick type thing. Um, yeah. it's just really fun. The second one is probably the worst one, uh, because it's just the first one, but because it's just the first one again, it's just inherently worse. They didn't really like do much to change it. And then the third one is super interesting because the third one, they build a lot more of like the world that like this is set in. And right. that like John Wick is a part of. And so it's a little bit less of like the dumb fun of just like, like Keanu Reeves, like massacring people over a dog. Uh, but it's more of like, Spoilers. Oh, like how does, how does this world work? Like Kidding. how does this world operate? And it's super interesting. Yeah. God, suck track is strong. Yeah, it is. Watching all these, but they're good movies. Die. They're, they're fun movies. Um, I do highly recommend them. They're dumb, fun okay. movies. Yeah, the reason why this comes up is two things. One, there was a John Wick 4 teaser. Oh, nice. That I saw. And two, yeah, yeah go ahead, Nashi. No, I was going to say, yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, John Wick 4 trailer came out recently. I, I haven't seen it. I got to watch it. Two, there was this new Netflix, I think it's a Netflix original called The Gray Man. Uh, or yes, Gray, The Gray I Man. I watched that. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. And a lot of people said it's very similar to John Wick. Um, I actually liked it a lot. So then, then I was like, fuck, maybe I should. Like, the only reason I haven't watched John Wick is because Keanu Reeves is so hard to take serious in every other movie I've ever watched him in. He does it pretty good. I mean, honestly, he's not doing a lot of talking. Yeah. So it's, maybe that's a perk. <laughs> it's almost like a, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, a, a bit edgier, like more action packed 007 movie. So th there's not really a lot of like, like Connor Reeves doesn't have to go out there and act his ass off. He okay. like it's literally just action scene, action scene, action scene, yeah. action scene. Basically, I, I think I think it's just a lot of that, and the the combat choreography is actually pretty good in this. Yeah, it is. It's really and, really good, and that makes it look realistic enough to where it's believable, kind of. Yeah, it's to me John Wick feels the action set pieces in it feel way better than like pretty much anything else uh like that are similar movies like 007 or like uh jason Bourne movies like any kind of those like action like like lone agent taking on right. like you know the world sort of thing a lot of them get like insanely unbelievable at times uh john wick uh takes a page out of uh fucking um diehard book and like you actually see, like, at times, Keanu, like, kind of get his ass kicked. And, like, this mm -hmm. has, like, repercussions, like, yeah. for the rest of, like, the story. And it makes it feel way more like, oh, shit, dude, this is, like, fucking awesome. Because it's way more real and less, like, James Bond is a fucking superhero that's just this untouchable god. Yeah. Um, there, There is some aspects of it. Like, Rizal, you said you didn't care for 2 as much. Yeah. Um, like, there's some aspects to 2 where they kind of, like obviously plot armor it because the the enemies show him a lot of respect mm -hmm. um and some of those fights where they could have easily probably just killed him but yeah. uh res did you see the gray man i have not okay. i've never even heard of this, this I, I highly recommend here. it so it's ryan gosling and then i forget the guy's name the guy that plays captain america Forget his name off the top. Oh, of my head. Uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris Evans. So Chris Evans is like the bad guy. Ryan Gosling is the the hero, I guess, that you're following the whole time. But people are saying it's closer to Jason Bourne than John Wick. Um, but either way, it was like 
one of the reasons I liked it is because, so it was a long movie. And I, when I, every time these days when I'm like look browsing through movies, like ah, that one's two hours. Like, mm-hmm. what time is it going to be in two hours? <laughs> I like always do that. Like, ah, what time is it now? What time is it going to be in two hours? I got to grind, you know. <laughs> um, but it like gets started in action, like just literally like the moment it starts, you're just like, okay, hey, there's action. Here we go. We're not setting up a story or anything. It was like, it just kind of got right to it. And I, I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Uh, yeah, no, John, John Wick is very similar. It It's like, it tells you like a bare minimum of like, here's why he's doing what he's doing. And now we're in the thick of it, essentially. I wish, I wish John Wick was, uh the first two hours was him walking his dog and like going to the pet store and taking it to the vet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's like, it's like, what you really connect with the dog. 15 minutes. It's like 10, 15 minutes of fucking, okay, here's why the rest of this movie is going to happen. And then it's just insanity for the rest of the movie. Right. Yeah. Really good time. I feel like, I feel like Reezy is gonna really Reezy just crap is, on everyone. <laughs> Reezy is arguably the best player in this tournament. Has been practicing again, and it's no, if they're not, on no fault of his. Sides of the, nope. If they're on opposite sides of the bracket, this might end up just being Reezy versus Armin in the finals. Yeah, and no, no, it's of no fault to Reezy because that's just how it played out. But again, he is, he's been on the class for a week, whereas like everyone else on Awakening has been on for four days, or most of the people. And most of these people are just playing suck. Also, that suck track. Like, he got CC'd immediately, but also when he disengaged from the CC, he didn't use his PA, which is very odd. So he let himself just die. <laughs> yeah. That very strange. Well, anyway, y'all want to get out of here? Yeah. Go see Gray Man yeah. this weekend, Rest. Tell us what you think. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll come back next week uh, with a review of Gray Man. All right. Um,. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching. Hopefully, you guys did enjoy. Leave a comment. We read the comments every single week from the previous comments, uh, unless we do uh, choose to skip, but then we always catch back up. So we read all the comments. Um, Make sure to check out our individual Twitch channels. They're linked in the description. Twitch.tv slash SoFrosty. Twitch.tv slash Nashi underscore NA. And Twitch.tv slash NotRizzlar. All those links are in the description. Uh, hopefully everyone's enjoying Awakened Draconia. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you all next week. Bye.